Should we do cock ratings at the end of the show? Oh, I'm, I'm all over the place here. I don't know. Uh, Why don't you think about it? I'll ask you that when I come back with my drink. Got it. Okay. I'm Crowley Tolan, and I've never listened to an take. You brought the box out, I see. Yeah, I figured, you know, I'll probably want more than one glass in the first half. <laughs> I'll put it back here so I look fancy, you know, so everybody knows what kind of show this is. Right, right, right. That air out a little bit there. there you know, you want it to aerate, Alan. Sure. Yeah. You, you want your Merlot to uh, get some air in it so it tastes better. Uh, is that is Merlot it, or is it Cabernet? Sa- Savig- oh, Cabernet. Savig- okay. Savignon. It's from Chile. <laughs> nice. I heard they have good uh, Cabernets in, in Chile. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Speaking of Chile, mm. um, I got some facts that I don't know if you knew about. Okay. Do you know that, um, Alan, who's Juan Perón? I know this is not Chile. This is Argentina. Juan Ch- Perón. Chile is Chile. God. <laughs> he was the prime minister or president of, of Argentina. Yes. Or was. Yes. Okay. All right. Husband to Evita. Evita Perón. Yes. Yes. Madonna. But yes. not Madonna's really. husband. <laughs> not so, Guy Ritchie. It's a different. Not guy. guy Ritchie. Yeah. Different foreigner. Yeah, yeah. They both talk funny. Um, Juan Perón. Do you know? Do, do you want to guess if he has his hands still attached? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so in I mean, 1987, some um, grave robbers st- they broke in, stole his body, or cut cut his hands off of his body, and demanded an eight million dollar ransom. <laughs> <laughs> to which the Argentinian government said, "Huh." <laughs> didn't respond <laughs> never paid him the guys never got their money the hands have never been returned as far as now, as far as far as we know juan perone is not attached to, he's not fully in his corporal form and it's I'm not sure warm related you sure he's that's, fine that's some argentina ass shit right yeah it is that's... yeah it is oh you think they use a chainsaw oh god hey that's a melee joke that was pretty good yeah, that was okay. pretty good yeah. Normal wouldn't be a bad time for a show. If you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready to press the button. We'll start the show after this hilarious sound. Let me put it this way: it's not likely to happen, but just say I attacked you now. Yeah. Right? Would you beat me off? Yes, but no more than that. God, well, how long would you beat me off for? As long as it took. Really, all the way. Yeah, as long and, as it took. And and, and, and would, would you beat me off even if people were looking? Well, I would hope that. I mean, we're in the studio, right? So would I. That's what I would. Jimmy, what if somebody else came in through the door and and started attacking you as well? Would you beat us both off? (laughs) I hope it's hard to work, but I'd have a go. If you get to the point where a whole a whole room full of men is attacking you, you would you would try and beat them all off and enlist all help. And in that case, you would. I mean, I'm not quite sure how. I think I'd be more likely. All hands to the pumps. But if you're in a corner, you would beat them off. I'd have to, of course. Okay. And who'd pay for the dry cleaning afterwards? Y'all let me in this damn house. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Wow. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Ask him how to say the same thing I got. 
the ways I just ain't got the main boot. Episode number 337 of Not Taken, where every week, uh-oh, <laughs> we're the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts, Dustin and Allen, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song, Ways and Means for Entry Music. Thank you for joining us time of this recording it is monday february 5th 2024 it's a great day for america (laughs) we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty cumberland in madison tennessee all the way to the pacific waters of el cerrito california here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life and taking a sledgehammer to the Culture War Echo Chambers. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this. We don't have an ad- advertising budget. Y'all are ads. So tell your friends about us. You're doing a great job. Spread the word whenever you can. Hit, remember, hit us up for stickers. We got these stickers I told you about over here. We got new ones coming. Um, I'll get more of them. I only had a little test batch made. But uh, I did notice right. that it's kind of hard to see the uh, zebra's penis from a distance. Well, you can see it, but you can't make out the word podcast. We may I, have to enlarge it. I think it just looks... Well, you don't want to make it comical, Alan. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's definitely noticeable on the shirts. And if you'd Blue like Shoe a shirt... Blue sponsor us. Maybe it would not help. Say that again? Blue Shoe could sponsor us. <laughs> no, we don't want those types of... We don't <laughs> want sponsors. I'm kidding. I'm okay, kidding. All right, fine. I got to put these in my <laughs> sticker drawer. Um, I was going to say... Oh, but it will be legible when it's larger, like on the sweater. Because remember, the premium mm. version of the sweaters and the hoodies and shirts yep. will have... Legible uh, larger. Yes, yep. yeah. Uh, bigger, blacker, and uncut. Well, black and white, because it's a zebra. Do you think zebras have striped dicks, Alan? I, I, you know what? I'm There's only gonna... one way to find out. Sure. <laughs> or is it like a red rocket situation? <laughs> Yeah, this is this it's is probably you, more likely a red rocket. Yeah, situation. probably. Yeah, yeah. And we all are on the inside, aren't we all, Alan? Mm. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what they say, Alan? It's all pink on the inside, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> oh, head on over to slickitsdigital.com. Slickitsdigital.com <laughs> for all your SEO and marketing needs. And, Alan, tell them about our stuff. Uh, Trumpgags.com for our Patreon, Fungible Nun Takens for our merch where you can buy that hoodie with the uh the nice zebra penis yeah alan uh, that yes what is up <laughs> what is up everybody welcome to the show hope you're having a great week uh we're coming to you on a monday on a uh, monday little di- little different um so i do have a story to tell that i didn't already tell so last Can't thursday wait. before uh we went to my brother's nco graduation ceremony thing it's fucking so the, the atmospheric river thing has been a. Th- you got it thing. bad. You got it bad. It's been like like it's, it's been, not raining right now, but it has been raining. It feels like for like I don't know forty days and forty nights. Oh. Um, not not quite that long, oh. but but quite a while. And last Thursday, it was absolutely fucking pouring. Really, we get up in the morning. Uh, we got to be there at like nine o'clock. It's like an hour drive with traffic. And uh, get up, and my dad's like, hey, um, you should probably switch out your license plates because, you know, they give you the paper ones when you buy the new car. Do you still have that? 
I still had that. They sent me the like metal ones. You just haven't gotten hadn't, around to it. I just hadn't gotten around to it. So that, he's like, it's fucking like. I got a ticket when I moved to Detroit for having one of those on my car. Really? Yeah, I moved yeah, to Detroit. So I, was, I was just there, and they pulled me over. They're like, uh, we don't understand why you have this. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, I haven't gotten it in the mail yet. They're like. Yeah. They took my license from me. I had to go pay to get it back from them. And that I was like, I did nothing. I did not. There's a handful of things that have happened in my life that have led yeah. me to being a libertarian for a large portion of my life. And <laughs> bullshit like yeah. that and having your car impounded for registration reasons. Oh, God. Yeah, Sorry, that go would, on. That would I apologize. I apologize. No worries. So it's like 730 in the morning. It is fucking pouring rain. And my dad's like, hey, you know, we're going to the military base. You probably should not have those paper plates on your fucking car because <laughs> they're expired. Right. And yeah. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this like yesterday? Okay, yesterday. fine. So uh, I grabbed the plate. And my sister's like, hey, do you want me to come help you? And I'm like, yes, I can use the fucking moral support. So we, <laughs> I grabbed my drill, uh, my DeWalt, because I'm an American, goddammit. Um, <laughs> name, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. So um, go upstairs, go to the car, and pull off the, uh, you know, unscrew the old stuff, try to put in the new one. And when I say it's fucking pouring rain, like I can't see straight. It's pouring so much rain. And so I try to like screw the new plate in and I'm like not finding the I'm, it's not working. Say it. <laughs> you couldn't find the hole. Yes. I I'm going to lean towards pussy. I'm going to lean. Sorry. This is weird because the story involves my sister. So I don't want to oh, say I'm sorry. That. Here, this is it's fine. It's fine. This is more it's appropriate. Fine. Me and the boys so, are edging. Yeah. What's. So I'm I'm trying. It's not it's not happening. My sister goes, "Give me it," and I was like, "Okay." I gave her the drill. Fucking just. <laughs> she she looked at you and says, "Want to see my dick?" <laughs> You're like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> I've lost mine." <laughs> she wouldn't appreciate that. She wouldn't appreciate. I just read, you know, she no. she she, she, she was all over it, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, thanks, nice, Good. thank you, appreciate nice. it, nice." There's my story. Well, How good job. I, 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 uh, it sounds like you had a riveting personal. So nothing's happened since Friday. <laughs> huh? You didn't have a weekend at all? No, I didn't. Oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Singly out on that. Oh, you had the week off to see your, your family, though. So that was fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was I don't fun. mean to ostracize you with that or whatever <laughs> I'm saying with that. Um, I, uh, my weekend, I'm trying to remember what we did in terms of like going out and stuff like that. Before we, we, went, we went out Friday night and went to a uh, burlesque and drag show. That was a lot of fun. About halfway through, I was like, God damn it. My gun's in the podcast drawer. It's right here, Alan. Oh, no. Didn't bring that to the show. Um, That's... I don't like going to – I don't think about when I go to burlesque shows, but if I know there's going to be drag, I tend to try to keep it with me. But Wow. I know. That's the state of things, Alan. Um, Did you know anybody performing? Yeah, yeah, I knew uh, our friend, uh, a friend of the show, Truvy. Well, she's not Truvy anymore. Mix Mona Von Holler was producing the show. Uh, uh, Dolly's niece. That yes. uh, okay. Uh, go listen to a very old show if you want to hear her talk more. Uh, she's been on the podcast. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. she was putting it together. It was fun. It was cool. it was really fun. Honestly, it was nice seeing all those people again. Um, Natasha hasn't done a show. She like booked a bunch of shows all last year, and she's scheduled to have December off in January and then like halfway through January she's like I feel like I haven't done a show in a long time <laughs> like well you planned it this way um, right. and so like it was nice to just see all those people um, just because you know we, we, we've gone to a few shows but it, you know it's just you, you, you don't see everybody as often it's sure. a big community yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was nice yeah. um, got up uh, on Saturday and went to now my second yoga class 
this time pick the hot room. Oh, Bakram. It wasn't, it's not as hot as that Bikram, uh, okay, that okay. like sex offender guy. You know that, right? right. That whole thing I did, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched the documentary. Oh, did you? I haven't watched it. I just heard the Cliff Notes, uh, Cliff's <laughs> Notes. Um, <clears throat> no, it was like, honestly, it was like 110, maybe. Like, I've worked that's in, hot enough, yeah, but I've worked in attics for a full day. It was okay, definitely hotter okay. in an attic than it was there. Did you feel more flexible? Yes, yeah, okay. it was better with the heat, and my back pain's gone. Nice, like. That's a win. I'm, I'm not going to like test it. I'm going to keep it, you know, I keep wearing my brace and I like, right. you know, I kind of am hesitant when I kind of move in the ways that I knew have caused pain with it. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, I picked my tool bag up 10 times today and every time I was like, wow, this is maybe too good to be true. Um, so hey, I'll let, be, let it ride. Yeah. It I'll ride. keep doing it. I'm going to go every yeah. Saturday. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I've really enjoyed it. I will say I did have this thought and I don't have the punchline to this because it kind of reminds me of an old Tim Allen joke and I'm not going to quote a tim allen joke but (laughs) um or maybe it was an old ron white joke but it was uh when you get to yoga we we want to get there early so we can have like a good seat apparently i don't really understand why there's a good seat but we have we want to get a good seat like close to the mirror and uh you know so i can see myself just like when i'm looking at my little picture up in the window right now um and but everybody that gets there early starts doing stretches and i'm like Mm. yeah the whole fucking thing stretches. Like, the whole you, thing is stretches. <laughs> it's like wiping your ass before you take a shit. Like, I don't understand. Like, like I to this, Did it still I, smell like feet this time? Uh, right? Yeah, hot feet. Yeah. Hot, uh, yeah. Ew, yeah. Nobody farted, bad. thank God. But Okay. Yeah. Then we came home, and we were like all blissful. Everything was great, you know? And uh, we walk in the house, and when, you know, you walk in, you're in the living room. Off to the left is like the record player and the couch and everything. Off to the mm-hmm. right is our kitchen. So we walk yeah. in. First thing we see to the left, one of the Fosters chewed up a rug that Natasha had for a while. Oh, no. It was a furry rug. It was like a fuzzy, like, um, it, it honestly looks like a, um, a polar bear cub skin rug. <laughs> it's okay. not a full-size polar bear skin, just a just polar bear a cub tiny, skin a small rug. small one. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see those bear skin rugs, but they're tiny? You're like, um... What size is this bear? <laughs> is this a baby? Uh, and so I'm like, I'm mad, but I'm going to keep it cool. I'm going to let Natasha see it and get upset about that. And I go into the kitchen, and this motherfucker had not knocked the trash can over, lifted it up, and then put her dog head into it and pulled out everything inside the trash can, oh chewing up the trash bag in the process. But the trash can was still upright, and its contents were all over the floor. Half of its contents were all over the floor. Everything edible was in this dog's fucking stomach. She, she just proceeded to shit out for the next 48 hours, including a half a loaf of bread that was on the counter. We didn't realize wow. that one until today. We're like, Natasha's like, so I went to make a sandwich for lunch, and um, I think I figured out what happened to my bread. <laughs> Fucking God. dogs. So then we hit up Jeez. the foster company, and we're like, hey, any, uh, any, any luck on want locating these, these yeah, yeah. forever homes? I mean, they are sweet, but goddamn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so upsetting. All right. Um, <laughs> now, I, I don't want to do cock rating here. We'll do cock rating in the second half. Okay. All right. Okay. Should we get into our comedy clips? Let's do it. All right. This is going to take a second to... Uh, oh, I already have it ready. Hold on. Close that. And we'll go here, and oh, and then we'll go here. Okay. Uh, I'll play it as soon as it's ready. Oh, who sent this? Is this from Thrash? This is from Josh. I uh, Thrash sent in clips, I, and then at one point it was like, hey, man, I've kind of been offline this weekend. What was your favorite clip that you saw? And he didn't respond in time, so sorry, Thrash. Uh, it's a yeah. rare no Thrash comedy. No Thrash comedy. We'll start off with Josh. Felina's Josh. 
Okay. Uh, this is Jordan Jensen. Uh, Matrix is my favorite movie. It was made by the Wachowski sisters. Oh, this is good. But at the time, they were brothers. <laughs> Do you guys know this? They transitioned. Great. Happy for them. So they were men. They made the Matrix 1. And then they transitioned to be women, and they made a lot of dog shit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sounded like Taylor. But now, I just found out they've gotten nominated into the top ten female global directors list. Female. Okay. How about maybe eat my whole ass? How about that? Because if they had been women back in the 90s when they pitched The Matrix... No way was that movie getting made. If they had been women walking to Miramax. Okay, you guys be Miramax. I'll be them. Okay. Okay. Miramax. Wait, Miramax. Is- okay. Hi. Thank you so much for seeing us. Thank you. This is my sister. Hi, I'm her sister. We do everything together. Okay. So here's the... Hold my hand. Thank you. Okay. So we want to make a movie. It's about a guy. And he's in like a computer simulation. Okay. He's a computer. He's a hacker. And he's really cute. Maybe like Keanu Reeves. I don't know. Do that. Okay. Anyway, do you want to say the rest? Sure. I'll say the rest. Okay. So he's a computer hacker in a simulation. In fact, the whole world is a simulation. Miramax would have been like, hey, I got an idea. How about you to simulate my dick in your mouth? Okay. That's fucking Weinstein. That was Weinstein's studio. That I know. All right. Yeah. The Matrix. Is that it? Is my favorite yeah, movie. Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> uh, button? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, I caught myself laughing like Taylor Swift sometimes, and it kind of bothers me. Uh, yeah, it's a naughty joke. Not supposed to laugh at that. Um, yeah. He who shall rena- rena- remain nameless, remain nameless. Yeah. Uh, sent in Anna Mesa. Anna Mesa. Anna Mesa. Thank you. <laughs> that is not the worst thing that's happened to me at a bar. A guy came up to me the other day and said, you look exactly like that one famous girl from the Holocaust. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, well, I didn't know the Holocaust had a fucking IMDb, but do you mean Anne Frank? He said, yeah, so can I have your number? And I said, well, you probably shouldn't go around asking random Jews for their numbers. <laughs> It's a two-drink minimum, but you guys are all very educated stuff. (laughs) You guys all get gold stars for that. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank you. That is not the worst thing that's happened to me. Okay, that was it. The layers to that cake. Jeez. Yeah, and just to listen to that spread around the room of like, uh, (laughs) oh. (laughs) All right, here's uh, John Bueller. Weird vibrators are fucked up. Women are always like, I don't need a man. To be satisfied because I have my vibrator. And I'm like, yeah, but that vibrator was designed by a man, built in a factory, owned by a man, full of men, put on a truck, driven by a man to a store. No, run by a man, sold you by a man. So you don't need a man to be satisfied, you need hundreds of men to be satisfied. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, there's the Taylor laugh. Um, vibe check, that's what I labeled that one. That's helpful. Oh, Just put I a person's like- name, Dustin. Um, okay, and then this is also from, uh, don't say their name. Um, this one is about human tra- favorite human trafficker. My favorite human trafficker <laughs> favorite is probably Harriet Tubman. <laughs> How did it take us all so long to come up with that? That's a great, like... <laughs> That's- like everyone else is doing it for money. She's going for the love of the game. <laughs> oh, man, you got to build off that. 
you gotta build off that like that's good but that's like the start of something you know yeah yeah that's <laughs> okay. it's good for the show it's, i'm glad it's not too long of a bit but that needs like a couple of tags the audio will be better when he's got it worked out um and then alan sent this one in oh uh this is robbie slowick spelled exactly how slowick sounds Pedophile groomers, horrifying. Oh, we're really on the same tip here, huh? So we go from so we go from uh, human trafficking to groomers. All right, all right. I would have never known these people were satanic, by the way, <laughs> because they're normally priests. It seems like... <laughs> is that it? <laughs> seems like the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> people are like, uh, 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 no, 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 drag queens. Drag queens are the groomers. I don't know if you guys have ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, these guys are spending six hours a day grooming themselves. They don't have to groom their kids, too. Like a cat. It takes a lot for a man to do a smoky eye. <laughs> And this is the oldest trick in the book. Anyone who plays chess has seen this move before. Get their attention oh. on the queen, you know, but at the end of the day, it's the bishop that's going to get Pedophile groomers? Horrifying. I don't know how to pause things. <laughs> All right. All right. That's our comedy cavalcade. Let's get on into... Oh, how about that? How about that? Uh, we're going to start off... Um, you know what? I don't know. This kind of re- involves the context from last week. Remember when I played Taylor Lorenz last week saying, um, I might be on here. Yeah. I'm on the internet. I came from the internet. I, I'm on, I'm oh, on yeah, the yeah. internet. Say it to my face. <laughs> and I said, it reminded me of, uh, Mike Ditka, former, uh, former head coach, uh, da bears. bears yes. Yeah. Mike Ditka. Um, so this is my only favorite Mike Ditka clip i don't really have favorite mike dickler clips okay. so he was doing a uh this is on sports center they're covering a press conference of his almost as many verbal mike during a radio uh, talk show. how do i make this not sound like shit why did it appear that mike was uh holding back trying not to cry like the baby that he is <laughs> yeah no i tell you what you are i can't say on the air but i tell you what i'm 53 years old and I, 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 my office is at 250 North Washington. <laughs> Anytime you want to meet me there, you call me back on the air. You tell me what time and when, and I'll whip your ass. <laughs> I remember this. You got that, big boy? <laughs> oh, God. It's easy to hide behind a microphone, son. Let's get your face out in public and let's live where people have to see you every day. And we'll oh, see who the God. gutless wonder is. So you compare that to... I'm on the internet. Say it to my face. <laughs> I'm on the internet. Say it to my face. Fucking world. Wow. Yeah, see what the Linda pandemic Cohn. did? You see what the pandemic did to us? I do, I do. Linda Cohn? Linda Cohn, that was her. That was yeah, her. I forgot about Jeez. Linda Cohn. I wow. liked Linda Cohn. Me too. Yeah. I think she was a hockey fan too. There was a mm, lot of people yes. there were hockey fans. Um, okay, so uh, let's keep the comedy clips going, actually. This is... Um, how about that? Oh, this is how about thanks, bud. Oh, uh, this is that podcast that uh, I think you told me about before, where uh, Bobby Lee is uh, Bobby Lee is doing podcasts. Um, oh, Bad Bobby friends. Lee and Mark Norman. Oh, this, okay, different. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking about George Carlin, uh, and that's enough setup. So Carlin walks by me and he goes, "What's your name, kid?" Oh, and I'm like Bobby Lee, and he goes, "Comic." And I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "Cool," and he did a set. A year later, I'm still working the back door, <laughs> and he does the weekend again. And he walk. He doesn't say hi to me, but he, no, he does that. He walks by and he goes, "Mr. Lee," 
and he walked right past me. I mean, in his uh, defense, pretty good odds with the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's great. You know, because that's when he was working China. at the comedy store. I guess so. And, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, Thrash sent this. No, no. Raf sent this in. So, so this is a clip about Appalachian slang. Okay. So when I see that, like my brain just immediately thinks that our native uh, Appalachian listener Thrash sent it in. Uh, he is. <laughs> it, it is his wheelhouse. Like it's all he ever yeah, yeah. talks about on his page is like natural. Um, um, get, getting rid of like uh, what's it? Natural landscape. Natural natural landscaping. He doesn't stuff. like interstate freeways. He doesn't like interstates. He doesn't yeah. like uh, people. He doesn't like lawns. Um, I, I understand it. It's all very. Yeah, logical. I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have you ever heard the phrase "sigh goggling"? No, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard this one before. So this is a bunch of old timers, probably some of the last people that still use this phrase, except for a handful of thrashs out there keeping it alive. <laughs> okay, okay, it's sigh goggling. This got sent in by our German listener Raf. Oh, well, okay. it's R A F E. Excuse me, R A P H E. Is that Rafe or Raf? I would go Raph. Raph. Yeah. Well, how do you spell Rafe Fines? Oh, it's Ralph without an L. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. It's a weird name, too. Okay, it's Cy Goggling. Um, say a carpenter has done a real poor job, and then you say, that's all Cy Goggling. You know, it, he it didn't have his wall straight or... Yeah, they stand back and look. If something like that, they say, I think Cy Goggling. <laughs> what? They say, I want you to look. Say, what is it? If you're building some kind of a building, say, that's Cy Goggling right yonder. And said, that old road going up there. And said, that thing's Cy Goggling. Okay, it's Cy oh, Goggling. I oh, still don't know God. what it means. <laughs> it's like, if anything, sort of like cockeyed. Think of it as like cockeyed or like cattywampus okay. or sort of, you know, askew. It's Cy Goggling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Cy Goggling. Um, I've got a satanic Super Bowl clip. This actually should have been Wackadoo of the Week. I just didn't spend any time prepping the sheet. I do have a good Wackadoo ready, but uh, it's not this one. Um, So they are not giving up on their Super Bowl conspiracies. They're just doing the classic move of changing the goalposts, moving the goalposts. Mm. So, like, just forget about what I said was going to happen. Here's the new thing I'm saying, and hopefully we have enough new listeners that we just talk about this now, right? Okay, okay. Not, not me seem- and you. I'm saying the people that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's fitting that the devil would try to take a Sunday and make it into his day. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody gets all excited every single year. We've seen Satan particularly have his hand on the Super Bowl halftime show throughout oh, the year. Oh, Justin Timberland grabbing fucking Janet Jackson's boobs. How did he make it out of that? How is she the bad guy in that, right? That's, that is, yeah. That's I know odd. we've said that before, but, like, seriously. <laughs> He's got an FBI hat that says, FBI, first believe in Jesus. I was like, he didn't, oh, I know man. that's not a female body inspector hat. <laughs> All right. Years. Oh, yeah, it's harmless, they say. Really? Is that harmless to you? So when Madonna was on, she had a helmet on that apparently was satanic. Is that harmless oh. to you, Alan? Like, think about how many people are satanists if it weren't for that Super Bowl. It's pretty harmless to me. Yeah, yeah got it. This year, the focus has been on Taylor Swift. She's not doing the halftime show, but every broadcast, they show her over and over and over. Think about her last name, oh. Swift. What does that mean? Fast. Okay. We live in a culture where everybody wants everything right now. Fast food, immediate gratification. If you look at Galatians 5.22, though, it tell- See that's not you know where you know where they're wrong there. <laughs> where 
uh, when he talks about we want things fast, fast. You know, remember when Trump was on here last week saying me and the boys are gooning, nobody's uh, gooning better than us. I think we have it here. <laughs> me and the boys are edging. Yes. Sorry, me and the boys are edging. But he also well edging. I mean, none of that's about quick satisfaction. That's about extending it, right? It's very how long you can go. Swift. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think these guys don't know what they're talking about. Tells us that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and patience. Patience is the opposite of fast. She's dating Travis Kelsey, who wears the number 87 for the Chiefs. What's the police code for murder? 187. One player wearing the number 87. Think about that. (laughs) Think about it. Alan, think about that. Wait, stop. Before you talk, think about that. I'm I'm thinking about it currently. Wait, is the Super Bowl going to be on Nickelodeon? What the fuck, man? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> so it's 87 okay but it's one player one so one player yeah and if it was 287 they'd be like him and and swift together that's two 287 you could make anything work right like uh, these people this guy looks exactly like a former coworker of mine i keep meaning to hit him up whenever i see this um i actually have another taylor clip i think in the okay. second half well, we'll wait until that it's a little bit more to do with politics and bullshit um well, can we get into a couple of Aussie clips? I've got a whole Aussie segment here. Oh, let's do it. All right, cool. Um, Aussie laws. Thrash sent this in. These are Aussie laws. Uh, things you didn't know about laws in, in, in Australia, and they are being reenacted in this uh, fun little um, vignette. Just what the f*** do you think you're doing? I was just going to nail a hole into the wall to hang a picture up. Do you own this property? No. Do you need owner and local development approval, mate? Do you have that? Who are you? How'd you get in my house? Also, mate, it's illegal for you to own and operate machinery like that without a license. Are you a qualified nail hammerer? Mate, this is a bit excessive, don't you think? I'm just hanging a picture yeah, up. Yeah, right. And what width and depth is the hole going to be? How are we to know this is any different to a typical construction nail? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Well, what's it say on your license? I don't have one. Right, well, just who is that hammer registered to then if you don't have a license to operate one? What? It's not registered to anyone. It's bought from Bunnings. We have a 1045 unregistered nail hammer with a 1072 unregistered hammer with a potential 272 unapproved development. What is going on? Mate, this is Australia, and if there's anything Australia's about, it's strict adherence to unnecessary laws and pretending to be laid back. I'm going to have to find you. Could you idiots keep it down? All this noise is past the acceptable neighborhood noise decibel level, which I'll have you know means that you guys could be eligible for up to two years in prison. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. How? Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, man. And- Brad Williams was on the uh, Are You Garbage podcast uh, yesterday, day before? Uh, I can't remember the details, but I'm pretty sure Brad Williams is secretly garbage. He was involved in a, somebody else's uh, Me Too scenario. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about that. But yeah. anyways, he talks about they, they just bought a house in uh, Orange County somewhere, and they were having some work done on the house. To have and... it made for short people like Brad Williams? I met him in Las Vegas at like a pool party in like 2013 or something. And like, Did you really? Yeah. Every girl that was there with me was like, sorry, I made it sound like I was there with a bunch of chicks. I mean, I was, but it wasn't like <laughs> I was that cool. All of the girls that was there with like, oh my God, it's Wee Man. And I was just standing next to him like, hey, I'm really fucking sorry. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm used to it. Sorry, go on. No. So the story is that uh, they're having worked on their house and their neighbor called the the cops on them because you can't have work done after like 3 p.m. or something in their their city or whatever it is. Just talk to and, your neighbors. I mean, yeah, I've had a neighbor that liked to mow his lawn at like 8 in the morning, and I was like, I'd just go outside and be like, dude, can you just wait until 9? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. You know. It was yeah. fine. Like, I felt a little bad asking him to, especially because I was like angry, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, can you just wait till 9? Sort of like that. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, we talked that, to each other after that. It was fine. Like, you know, just fine. talk That's to your fucking we, neighbors. You don't have to call the yeah, cops on all this. You don't have shit. to call the cops because yeah. they're working after three. Call ridiculous. the cops when you see Tupac. That's about it. <laughs> you know, like, all right, who shot you? 
All right. Um, I've got some interesting Australian history that I didn't know about, and then I've got follow-up proof for it. Do you know why the Swedish race is disproportionately good-looking compared to, you know, everyone else? Can you open that one? They ran a a government-sponsored system of eugenics. Government-mandated castration of anyone mentally impaired, quote-unquote ugly, (laughs) um, or like... Not aligned to what their vision of a uh, a good looking race was. It was essentially compulsory sterilization, and it went from nineteen. 19- can, can I tell you what my guess was going to be about sure. why Swedes are so good looking? Uh, because the Vikings didn't bring back the ugly ones. That was my <laughs> guess. Like, when what's the point of arring and pillaging when you do the arring with the you know? I mean. You know? Yeah, that seems to make sense. Ooh. Do you want me to read what you had me? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and write down "arring and pillaging." Yes, <laughs> uh, compulsory sterilization in Sweden were uh, were sterilizations which were carried out in Sweden without a valid consent of the subject during the years 1906 to 1975. No six to 1975. Was there a judging panel where it's like you're no. too ugly? to breed (laughs) the victims were young mostly female judged to be rebellious or promiscuous of low intelligence or perhaps mixed blood one was a young woman whose priest believed she had not learned her confirmation lessons well enough and another who couldn't read a blackboard because she didn't have eyeglasses and was deemed to be retarded (laughs) that's dark as hell (laughs) yeah i wasn't supposed to laugh at that i'm sorry yeah oh Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Swedes. Ah, the Swedes. About 3% of our national population is retarded. All right. That's not an Australian accent. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, oh, who sent that in? Uh, Felina's Josh sent that in. Uh, I'm glad I included proof because you, know, you just hear some Aussie talking yeah, yeah. on there. Some bogan cunt. Who knows what he's really t- saying, you know? Um, okay. Here's a funny thing that Australians do in Parliament that... Uh, Sometimes, I- while yeah. I- parliamentary division is underway, MPs will talk to each other while holding a piece of paper over their heads. So for the listeners and non-viewers, they're holding a sheet. They're literally doing what they're saying. I was about to act it out, which wouldn't help a listener. They're holding just a sheet of paper over their head, almost like this is a technicality. I'm doing a thing. And you're and you, you must look at it and be like, why? 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 Like they're doing it <laughs> almost doing like compulsively. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here. Why do you occasionally hold a piece of paper over your head? Can you tell me about that? <laughs> Okay, this is a this predates the Australian Parliament. So the rule when you want to speak is you have to stand up. When mm-hmm. you want the attention of the chair, you have to stand up. When you're in a division, you're oh, not when you're voting. When you're voting, yep, you're not allowed to stand up. So how did they used to get the attention of the speaker? They used to put a top hat on. Right. Because a top hat would make you taller as though you were standing. Right. That was the concept. Mm-hmm. In the parliament, most of the time, we don't have access to a top hat. <laughs> um, and therefore, Clever. people get the most random creation of a hat they can find, <laughs> which is usually a piece of paper on the head. Oh. Oh, That's, how about that? Wow. How about that uh, indeed? How about That's that? pretty well. All right, let's get out of this Aussie corner and uh, talk about Americans. And what better model American than Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> uh, and we can mash that up with... An American institution, the um, Miss Teen USA. Now, some of you younger, uh, older listeners will remember in, I think, 2005, the Miss Teen USA had its greatest moment, in which case um, Uncle Jesse from, or uh, is it Uncle Jesse? 
family ties. Yeah, no? no, family matters. Family yeah. ties was Michael J. Fox. Right, um, right. Remember, he was a Republican, Alan. I do remember. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, Jesse from, or was it Uncle Jesse? Who? who what's the guy's Uncle, name? Um, Uncle Jesse. Uh, Uncle Jesse's John the John Stamos. Went, yeah, John Stamos. Was Uncle Jesse yeah, yeah. John Stamos? Or is Uncle Jesse the guy that Alanis Morissette fucked or went down on in a theater? No, that's a different guy. That's, that's a different. That's not John Not Stamos, Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Well, anyways, uh, John Stamos was asking Miss Teen South Carolina, which not a surprise. Oh, that wasn't on the podcast. I um we're we're taking a strong and we are now a uh, Mountain Dew Rudy Giuliani themed and also anti South Carolina podcast. <laughs> okay, They're a bunch of it. secessionists. They've never been good for anything and if we were 49 states we'd be doing just fine. <laughs> Get okay. rid of South Carolina. I'm so here for it. This yeah. idiot from South Carolina couldn't answer Something about the Iraq, which I think is what she said. And then, no, no, no. Um, she was asked a question about why Americans Americans struggle. can't find a place on a map, right? Yeah, and they struggle with geography. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to the wonders of uh, artificial intelligence, we now have Arnold Schwarzenegger's not only face, but voice on top of uh, her lovely oh, wow. physique. Okay. Telling okay. us. Here you go, Alan. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Well, that's not that's not uh, John Stamos. He talks to her afterwards. This is the lady okay. asking the question. Okay. Why do you think this is? I personally believe <laughs> that U.S. Americans are unable to do so. The Iraq. Because uh, some uh, people out there in our nation the don't Iraq. have maps. The Iraq. And uh, I believe that our <laughs> education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and uh, I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S., uh, should help South Africa, and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much. South- wow. Oh, <laughs> South Carolina. I know, I was right. It's so weird that I couldn't remember. I couldn't. It does. It's weird that I couldn't remember so many details. But South Carolina was always front of mind. <laughs> Fucking secessionist bastards. It makes perfect sense. Nullify this, bitch! <laughs> wow, I just referenced like an 1830s constitutional crisis. Uh, okay, uh, paper overhead. Uh, U.S. Americans. Oh, Christian sent this. Um, I don't know if I can play this. I'm going to see what we can get away with here. Okay. Okay. So this is a dating show from the like early '90s, I think. Um, okay. So the guy's 26 year old. He uh, works in gift sales, and he's never been married. And uh, I'll let the host pronounce his name. He says that uh, he and his mom don't see eye to eye on his love life, and he claims that his job has cost him several relationships. Pretty handsome, square jaw. You know, yeah, not, not bad ni- early '90s like hunk, right? I would, yeah, sure. Okay. Please welcome Robert Faggot. What? <laughs> Faggot is rather an odd name. Yeah, you know, it is an odd name. Oh, how about that? <laughs> is that the whole clip? That's the whole clip. That's all I've... That's all, I'm glad there isn't more, frankly. Okay. All right. All right. It's quite the odd name. Yeah. Mm. You'd say it's like Fago or something if you were on there. Sure, right? yeah. Like, you'd be like, look, it's French. Like, just don't <laughs> fucking say that on the show. Uh, or he's like, I'm just gonna prove how gay I'm not. Watch me was, fuck you. <laughs> it was the 90s, man. Yeah, you know? uh, that's that a should, rough one, man. Like that shit passed. Rough. Okay, uh, you don't see a lot of um, 
You don't see a lot of people with that name anymore. Well, that's what I was going to no. say. Uh, I don't feel comfortable saying that, Alan. Uh, Christian sent me. The, oh, I already said that. Okay, good, good job, Dustin. Uh, palette cleanser. This is the yes, life. of... we definitely be- need one. Okay, that. this is the life of being a BMW technician. This light okay. keeps coming on my dashboard. Okay, I'll take a look at it. It only comes on when you move this lever up or down. Are you kidding me? What? So that is your turn signal. I- oh, how about that? <laughs> Wait, a little more. Hold on. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, how about that? Typical BMW <laughs> okay. driver. Um, there wasn't a funny joke they could have made about Ultima drivers, mostly because they just are in there for body work because they can't mm. drive for shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Way sent that in. Thank you, Way. I mentioned yeah, this. Good a job, few- Way. I mentioned this a few weeks back, and I, I want to have this audio here. Yeah. I talked about I- we had the berries and cream. Bears and cream, oh, yeah. bears and cream. I don't like bears and cream. <laughs> bears and what else? Um, this is, to me, what uh, that reminds me of the movie Cabin Boy starring Chris Elliott. Oh, okay. Now, Chris Elliott's dad, I think, was on Saturday Night Live. I didn't know that. And his daughter was on Saturday Night Live, which I also that's, didn't know. Taylor that's tipped me in on I that. I didn't know yeah. either of those things. And yeah. Taylor was saying uh, Chris Elliott from Shit's Creek in a conversation. He was texting me about something. We were texting each other. And Taylor was like, yeah, uh, Chris Elliott from Shit's Creek. I'm like, I will, I will allow Chris Elliott from Cabin Boy. Perfect. Nailed it. I will have Chris Elliott from Scary Movie 2, where he said, got my good hand. I will do Chris Elliott from Something About Mary. I'll even do Chris Elliott from uh, Groundhog Day, which, by the way, happy Groundhog Day. I hope you've uh, celebrated, if you you observe. Um, I will not have it Chris Elliott from Schitt's Creek. I like Schitt's Creek, but he's not Chris Elliott from Schitt's Creek. He's Chris Elliott from Cabin Boy. This is my favorite scene from Cabin Boy. This is when he's walking through, like, the colony. He's a British uh, fancy lad, as we're about to find out. And this is the best David Letterman cameo I I know of. You! You! Old man! Look, I am in desperate need of assistance. Well, well, well. What's on your mind, little girl? (laughs) Uh, I realize that you are most likely the product of lower class inbreeding but perhaps you could help me oh gosh i certainly hope so i have been wandering this dreary village in hopes of finding the queen catherine you wouldn't have any idea where she might be docked would you uh you know what you are you're you're one of those little uh fancy lads aren't you (laughs) (laughs) boy you're cute gosh what a sweet little outfit is it your little spring outfit (laughs) you couldn't be cuter you're so adorable oh my (laughs) You know, you remind me of my niece Sally. <laughs> Lovely girl. She's she's a dietitian. <laughs> hey, would you like to buy a monkey? No, I don't want to buy. Oh, uh, they cut like it to down. Buy a monkey. <laughs> it's such a Letterman line. Oh, they cut that. it out. There was a point where he's like, "You go on down there and get one of them. Uh, get get yourself a nice porterhouse. Don't let them sell you on a skirt steak. If you want a nice big porterhouse." <laughs> I didn't realize that clip had been clipped down. Oh, well, that's good enough. That is so funny. Yeah, I'm never going to watch the movie Cabin Boy, but um, that, as far yeah. as I know, it's all that. That clip is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. You want some uh, rat facts, Alan? I've got rat facts for you. I would love some rat facts, okay. yes. Here we go. Here we go. You have to prove you're not a robot yeah, apparently. first. Okay, shut up, Alan. A series of studies in rats, and they found that a rat will also free a fellow rat from a, from a cage, right? Um, and Despite all my rage. 
<laughs> still just uh, a the kitchen. And they'll do that <laughs> Smashing even pumpkins. if they yes, don't. Yes. And they'll do that even if they don't get to subsequently interact with the rat. So they're trying to control for variables. Like, well, maybe he just wants to play with the rats. We're like, hey, come out here and play with me. It's like, nope. He'll free him just to free him. And That's cool. Boy. But, Kara, yeah. only, if they're, <laughs> only if they're the same color. Oh. oh no! Ah, racist rats. Racist rats. More... <laughs> what? Racist ass rats. Did not see that coming. Nazi, Alan. Nazi. Nazi. And you know what's related to racist rats? Black. Mm. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. nope. Nager. Remember when you tried to spell it and you went N I G. Whoa, whoa, Alan. Whoa. <laughs> I had to stop you. It's like, why are you trying? It's not better if you spell it. People will still get mad. I don't know why you tried to do that. That was about color. God damn it. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, I thought it was about the Negroni, the drink. What were you saying then? It was sushi. Nigiri. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't any better than anything I already got in here. Um, If I heard this, I'm going to quote uh, Dystopian Republic on Instagram. If I heard this news clip uh, in April, I would just assume this is an April Fool's clip. Okay. A large plume of sargasm could impact the Florida coast this spring. Sargasm? A large plume of sargasm could impact the Florida coast this spring. Meteorologist Robert Spetta has a look at what exactly sargasm is and what we can expect in 2024. It's like when you're like humorously saying untruths. Right. <laughs> Last year, a bloom of sargasm stretched 5,000 miles across the Atlantic and eventually piled up here along our Florida beaches. They're confusing. Year, they're confusing could... sargasm with satire, like which, like you know, <laughs> weak-minded might not understand the difference between. Um, like their cousins, surely. Um, sure, surely. <laughs> I don't need it's what it's sargasm. So it's seaweed. Oh, it's the okay. white. Just call it seaweed. Just call it seaweed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See another round of above average amounts of seaweed here on our coast. But first, let's answer the question: What exactly is the sargasm? So mm. sargassum is a multicellular algae, which you would probably know as seaweed. Um, there's a few species of sargassum, um, but the one that we're most concerned about grows unattached to the seafloor um, and can multiply and divide by fragmentation, and it can cause these really big blooms. And with the warming climate and nutrients in the ocean, um, we seem to be getting more and more of this sargassum. So could this year be a... No- sargassum is when you... Uh, it's spelled S-A-G-S-A-R-G. G A S S U M Sargassum okay. Sargassum It's like when you ironically come out of your butt <laughs> It's a stretch I'm working on it No I was blue. trying to get there Yeah I know it's not perfect though right <laughs> It's pretty good, okay. pretty good. That There's a really big bloom out in the middle of the Atlantic No one is quite sure if it is going to come um, This far east and threaten um, the Caribbean really? And Florida what? again I think that Florida beaches north of Jupiter Are really going to have a problem mm. because the oh, go- You know what else well, you, know, you know what's north of Jupiter <laughs> What's north of Jupiter Uranus <laughs> 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 I'm so, gonna lean towards Bussy. Uh, it was so funny to me. Oh, uh, 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 okay. Right. Are you better? Are you good? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good. April Fools. That's real, though. Um, do you want to hear this? Uh, this this is the end. Well, you can do which one? Do you, yeah, I think we'll end. Isn't that? Some, we'll end. How about that? How about oh, that? Wait, hold on. Oh, how about that? It's close. 
Um, we'll end, how about that, with a couple of serious ones to sort of trans- transition us into Isn't mm, That Something. Trans- Do you want to go with uh, Civil War or Bezos Beats Taxes first? Oh, uh, let's go with Bezos first. Okay, Bezos Beats Taxes. Here we go. Jeff Bezos, it looks like you made a billion dollars this year. Very impressive. Thank you. My employees worked really hard for it. But it... Way sent this in. Thanks, Way. Looks like we're going to have to tax you half of that. Good luck. I mean, you can't do that because I didn't earn any income. All that happened was my company went up in value and that caused my shares in Amazon to increase, which is why it shows I made a billion dollars. Ah, but you have to sell those shares in order to turn it into spendable money. When this you... guy looks exactly like, um, uh, wow, who's the guy with the fake ID and super bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. McLovin. Fuck. Do that, we're gonna smack you with a capital gains tax, which is basically a tax on how much your assets appreciated in value. So you can bet we're gonna slam your Amazon shares with a capital gains tax. Oh, that's cute, but no, I'm not selling a single share. Oh, well, you kind of need to. I mean, you need money to live. How- dude, dude, I just need to say, the New York Times did like a whole 40-minute episode explaining this process once, and this guy is nailing it in a fucking meme. <laughs> he kind of is, yes. Are you going to do that? Well, when I do need money, I'll just take out a loan from a bank. And then I'll use my assets, aka my stocks, as collateral. Collateral? Yeah, and in this case, I'll use my Amazon shares as collateral. So that way, the bank can take them from me if I don't pay back the loan with interest. And now I've got my money. What? You want to know the best part about all of this? It's tax-free. Because debt does not get taxed. You have to pay back the loan at some point. How are you going to do that, huh? Don't get your panties in a twist. My loan is a super low interest rate. So it won't take much How to... How panties get in a twist, by the way? I've never understood uh, that. Like, that is, you know, like, I could imagine, like, don't let your panties get stuck in your ass. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, let, don't let your panties, you know, give you a little... I've D- never really line. contemplated. I've never the, uh... like in a twist. So would they be so loose that like you kind of pivot around and they twist it up? Like I've I I don't really understand. I've, even as a kid, I was like, how does that get into a twist? Oh, you know what? I bet the phrase originated when people still wore those panties, like Ripley did at the end of um, Alien. Just those old granny panties. Granny panties. Could granny twist panties. Up. Those could twist yeah. up. Well, we solved solved something. Plus, makes, if I don't interrupt enough, it's we're just playing memes. Makes perfect you know? sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, here. <laughs> Cover, but my Amazon stock will continue to grow. So as it grows, I'll take out a bigger loan to pay off my original loan. Loan after loan. Until what? Until I die. Overall, the interest on the loans is much lower than the taxes I'd have to pay. So I'm literally saving billions. You need to stop following NDA for wealth building. Okay, so now he's plugging his thing. Oh, hey, do you, can I just ask for you a hypothetical? Sure. So if that's how the, wel- the wealthy acquire all their things without spending their money, Mm-hmm. And it's all based on them cashing in their stock at some point or the right. creditors being able to upon their death, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when all of those values actually drop and there's nothing to sell and no way to get their assets back? That's oh. out. That that's. That's a that's, that's a global catastrophe. Yeah, that's not good. Is that is there something in between what I'm saying in reality, or is that totally plausible? I mean, because like China's collapsing right now, and it's hilarious from here. But like, we need right. to take a step back and remember that we're like, we're 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 coming up on that cliff too. Like, it's not as bad for us as it is for them. I mean, they they've loaned Maybe? us way more money than we've loaned them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so there's so, that. yeah. But remember, uh, our plan with them is fuck you. Um, you have the precedent. <laughs> Uh, precedence of having because uh, remember they owe us almost exactly as much as we're in debt to them from the loans we gave them during their uh, 
their civil war when Taiwan split. Right, right. And they settled with like Germany or someone. So it's like, look, call it even. Like you, you can, you, you know, call it even. I think that's. I need dollars to buy to buy oil. So there's that. Yeah, well, uh, to get bricks bucks, Alan. But what? Where yeah. was I going originally with that? <laughs> I like, don't that's, know. that's pretty scary. That that's pretty terrifying. Sure. Oh yeah, sure. that's what I was saying. So China's collapsing, right? It is. And it, I mean, it almost feels like I was listening to Sino Talk on Kitbag, and they yeah. asked Sino Talk if he thinks that China could just get its act together through like August through November. Uh huh. Okay. And it was like, maybe. Just like for the elections, not to just, you know. See, the thing is, Matt, was... Matt asked that question, and he's a big Trump guy. And I'm like, how do you mean? That sounds like you're, <laughs> maybe I misunderstood the joke, but. <laughs> I was watching some Peter Zian uh, Zion on YouTube YouTube today, and similar similar uh, sort of. I haven't watched in like, a while. I should have because it's shipping shipping uh, routes being like gone yep. wacky, and China. These are like his two big things. Yeah, and the sort of the population just fucking Demo- drop off. Yeah. Demo- so what's Demo- what's Peter Zion saying about I I so I saw what happened with Evergrande Grande or whatever Evergrande Evergrande yeah the housing company and they uh, and I saw Hong Kong told them to do that and like we'll see if CCP is asshole or not but I figured <laughs> I, I figured CCP would say pound sand but it sounds like that's not realistically an option. Like they are going to have to eat. I mean, the reality is someone's going to have to eat this and it's real money. Someone does have. Yeah, and there's, there's real poor people in China that really put their life savings into houses mm-hmm. that didn't even get built. There's, there is real money and there is presumably real estate but that that didn't get built. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not. It's a, it's a shit show. Do you I mean, is this like I don't know. Maybe I'm so used to them bouncing through all of the catastrophes. Like, yeah, just is this real? Should I actually start? sort of tuning myself more towards them not pulling out of this nosedive? Like, I, like should, I, I get, should I even get my hopes up? It's kind of what I'm asking <laughs> because it's not something to get our hopes up either. Cause that's going to have ripple effects throughout the market. But I mean, yeah, that will affect the global economy negatively. For I, sure. I, I don't imagine there's going to be a good version of them transitioning away. From I don't bad see though. a way for them to sort of pivot from this and print enough money to make this work. Really? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. How? Why is that? Do you know more about this than I do? Like, why can't they just money printer goes burr? We did that. We did. We, we did do that. Uh, I, th- I think just based on the underlying uh, fundamentals of their economy, that there's a, even there for them a, it would be too much. Like, yeah. despite them yeah. being the masters of currency manipulation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you elaborate know, a little on that, or is that too much to ask? Uh, I don't think I have more to say. Okay, about that. but yeah, fine. I yeah, I don't, I don't. It's it's not looking good, man. I, I don't think. That they I didn't mean to off. push you. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean, it's fine. I didn't it's mean fine. to turn out to actually. Alan's an idiot, but you know, <laughs> listeners found out you're a fraud, Alan. God uh, damn it! Let's talk about civil war. I was What's... joking. I'm sorry. You weren't prepared for that. I know America's pretty wrong. divided right now, but I, I really draw the line at when people are like, oh, it's so bad, we might end up having another civil war. It's like, another civil, like, really? Like, have you seen Americans? We are not, we are way too lazy to participate in a second civil war. We we have an app that delivers McDonald's to our doorstep. That's not a name. When na- you said that, it took me a second to be like, fast food wasn't fast enough. 
Yeah. That's really brimming with like start a second country energy. No, we're yeah. like we're a country that will take our clothes out of the dryer and put them on a chair for several days. Like you're going to tell me the South is going to rise again. I don't really think every so. time I go to use my weight bench, I have to clear all my old clothes off of it because I won't just fold them and put them in there. I brought them into the room, Alan. It's good enough. So it's like I know some of you are like, oh, well, January 6th, Matt. What about January 6th? It's like, yeah, but January 6th gave off more of like a Home Alone vibe than it did like a glory vibe. <laughs> like I just think it's way too hard to organize things. Like no one's five to nine after their nine to five is going to be war. Like like Netflix literally has an autoplay function at the end of episodes <laughs> because they know how tired we are after They'll work. We don't even want to touch a TV you. remote. You're going to tell me people are going to be dressing for combat. I just think. Look, no matter how bad things get in this country, even if there is a civil war, it's like it's going to be very few participants. Like most of us are just going to be on the couch, like texting, like ah, like sorry I can't be there. Like t- tell me how it goes. I know America's pretty divided, right? <laughs> sorry I couldn't be there. Like you're missing brunch. Second country energy. I yeah, right. Yeah, they're not really uh, not really screaming that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess that takes us into... Isn't that something? So, starting off, isn't that something? I have a clip from... Oh, look at that. We set this up perfectly. We've been talking about our good friends, Sino Talk and Kitbag for a while here. Uh, yeah. here is that, that episode. Here's a clip I pulled from that episode of... Uh, I, f- I forgot. I thought everybody was on board with how I'm going to set you up for this, but I think that was Patreon only. So, uh, <laughs> for those of you who weren't watching the pre-show, um... You know how Alan is on record just saying hilarious things into the microphone and me being like, Alan, I can't have you be spelling the N-word. N-I-G. I just, he just always tried to spell the N-word. N-I-G. Yeah, stop. <laughs> um, I should do another one where I duplicate the G part so that you're getting closer. Oh, God. You know how, like, like, like just raise your hand. You, you're, you're uh, as, uh, as Taylor Lorenz would say. I came from the internet. You I came from the internet, right, Alan? <laughs> Like you were on 4chan just for curiosity's sake at some point, right? Because you're in your 40s and you're a male. Mm, yes. Yeah, were you never on 4chan? You can admit that. I was never on 4chan. No shit. No. So you're leaving me on an island. That's fine. <laughs> um, I was on 8chan, bro. Like, yeah, I had to upgrade that shit. Is that true? I was on each What the hell? This is the exact same thing. It was fine. You could have just said yes. God. That's what I'm fucking dealing with. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Um, why was I saying that? What did I say before I that? I don't know. Uh, Sino on no, it's not that. I saw that. Oh, I, I, I remember. You know how you, on like 4chan, people would just start a thread with like the, the N and then somebody else would put an I. Oh. And yeah, then yeah, you'd yeah. go in there and be like, hey guys, don't do this, right? Because right, like yeah. we were the normal people there. That's mm. what, whenever I see Alan do this, it reminds, me, it reminds me of how chats would start with. <laughs> okay. and, it all makes sense yeah, now. And okay, for the, it, you younger it. listeners, because the kids I'm sure today don't do this anymore. It was right. this thing where... Um, message boards always get taken over by fucking white supremacists online and they thought it was hilarious to spell out the n-word now we're nostalgizing it we're not celebrating that but that's what it sounds like when i hear alan go n-i-g okay all right anyway sushi so it was I, about sushi oh that's right he was spelling um sushi i always want to say negroni no Okay. That's uh, yeah, but I got all these clips of Alan. Gawk. Maker. Sorry. Uh, so I was listening to them interview Sino Talk, and uh, Cody was talking about weaknesses in the opponent's uh, defenses. Okay. Oh. Like a jujitsu perspective. Yeah. Okay. And right. culture or some shit. But I mean, it's it, if that's coming in and it's breaking through, like, you know, it's starting to. The, 
the little cracks in the armor. I, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to edit this on the fly in and it's breaking through. Like, you know, it's starting to, the, the little cracks Shank. in the armor are starting to show. And so it's, it's, See, I got it. I've got Alan here for this. So <laughs> this isn't going as well as I thought. This is, I got Alan for this. Like, you know, Alan, do you want to step in? He's talking about I, he's talking about um, weaknesses in the opponent's armor. It's breaking. Oh, like, like the chinks. You know, in the it's starting to. The, yeah, say that again. The chinks in the armor. Yeah, there's there's. <laughs> you know, I'm doing this to you. Why I would do you say know. It without. I mean, the one I have in here is you saying Jank Uger. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's a. But you just. That yeah, because what do you armor, think I'm gonna do with that? I. I no. You know what? Something. I don't even have to anymore. James is going to do it. <laughs> the little cracks in the armor are starting to show. And so it's, it's. Yeah. So the point is China's losing. And but, yeah, uh, there's cracks in the armor. It is That's kind of point. funny because we are, uh, for now, on the okay side of the economy, which I suppose so. I don't know, man. I don't, you don't have like a good feeling about the future anymore, right? No, I mean that's the second largest economy in the world. Uh, we are heavily dependent on. Uh, yeah, it's it's it doesn't feel good. Like no. I trust my ability to be like the type of person that will like find the good in life. Sure, and I will like hopefully have you know a, a, an enjoyable remainder of my life. I mean, one of the biggest things that stressed me out for the first forty years of my life was getting to a point where I can. I mean, not forty, but the first twenty years of my life. Uh, was getting to a point where I could actually afford a home and we mm. took the steps to move to a place where we could afford to, uh, found a place we were happy with and got very fucking lucky. Like none of it would have yeah. worked without luck. Like it, we, and if it weren't, oh, it, if it was on my agenda, I wasn't ready to start looking when <laughs> Natasha started looking like it, I got, I mean, you timed that pretty perfectly. Oh, couldn't have been better. It was literally yeah, yeah. the day after we signed all the rates went up and I'm not, like I said, I, I know how fucking lucky I am. All I'm saying is, you know, having that off my plate maybe makes it a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Also, have to be able to pay for that mortgage if there's no uh, economy anymore. But I stress about the future. I do. I um. I don't. I don't think Biden's going to get reelected. I don't think it'll be a good. I mean, like, how much better would things be if he was reelected? Also, you know, like, what's better there? You know, like, mm. there's a thought of you know Trump's wrong on everything and the way he handles everything. But when you have that crazy person behind the wheel, people might not fuck with you. And this might be the time in a country's time period where you want an Andrew Jackson or a Trump. <laughs> like, you know, like I, look I don't at, think there's any time in in the country uh, a country's history where you want that. I just don't. That's that's I, I, the I, agent I, of chaos, especially the links to which he is willing to go to i think i 100 percent agree with you yeah, yeah however if you are talking about like billiard ball history okay we are getting to a phase where sleepy joe might not be like the best person at the wheel which i mean i go back to my logic prior which is that you know i good i don't think any of these people really are the ones mm. in charge you know like it was always dick cheney and you know, that kind of shit. Uh, and, you know, it was Joe Biden when uh, Obama was president because it's always the vice president. I don't know. I, um, it, was, it was always Jamie Dimon, actually. That's actually a better point. You know what? One of yeah. our last clips, it might be our last clip, is a perfect example of that as a phenomenon. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's like the politician making the statement, but it's like, uh, corporate person here, perhaps I can take over the message for you. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. They just do it in the open now. Um, all right. Well, 
I didn't really mean to turn that into me thinking that Trump should be president. <laughs> I'm bracing myself. Like I said it well, talking to Natasha the other day. I was like, I think he's going to get reelected. And she's like, you think Trump's going to win? I'm like, you haven't like prepared yourself for that reality? Like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like 2016, I definitely was not prepared yeah. for that to happen. Um, and now, and, and, and again, like for people that haven't known us very long, both of us were like, Hillary is going to be fucking terrible. Like, right. you know, but at least this reality TV show host, steak salesman and fraud right. university owner, you know, the person that rips off charities, children's cancer charities, at least that person is yeah. not president. You know, it's just yeah. someone with the bowling alley fetish. And then it happened. Then uh, it so I, I, I guess I'm with you a little bit. I, I, I don't think he's going to be elected. I mean, if he gets reelected, doesn't he just get impeached for bribery because he told people like, you know, I will pardon you. If you break the law to get me back in office, like he's on record saying that you brought it up last week. It didn't yeah. occur to me until like I heard a news story about it. I was like, wait, that's bribery. Yeah, that seems impeachable. But, I mean, once you have all the keys, right, once yeah. you're the president, right. there, there's just so much leeway. Um, I mean, I think we saw that the guardrails barely held on during his initial and he's sowed the garden or whatever the phrase is he's tilled the garden so that it's perfect for like yeah you know even if you don't win when you challenge everything in 2020 if you keep that ball rolling nobody trusts anything and therefore like like nobody would have thought that in 2024 on its own if he conceded in 2020 so if he did the crazy thing and makes it through it enough which apparently he has (laughs) like yeah, yeah that's wild man it's wild all right. Is um, this doesn't have anything to do with that, uh, but I didn't reorganize the sheet, so this is the order okay. things are in. Right. Um, this is uh, a concept of uh, no strings attached giving. So, was listening, did you listen to the Economist this morning? Yeah. So they were talking about how there's um, the the techno philanthropists have sort of led the philanthropy game since mm-hmm. the like digital age, like, not digital age, but like the millennium since like 2000. Mm-hmm. So I think like the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, like, you know, here's all the these things, yeah. programs yeah. we want to be a part of, and here's your requirements in order for you to be it. Here's the reporting you have to follow up with. And there's a lot of demand on the side that's getting the money, which seems appropriate if you're getting billions and billions of dollars, but uh, apparently that's not cool anymore. And then, I guess that takes a lot of um, infrastructure on the receivers game. So you have to be big enough to receive it, but poor enough to actually need it. Somehow that sweet spot, like how whenever you've needed to have like, um, Bill's forgiveness when you were younger and you're like, turns out I am struggling to get by every week, but I'm somehow not poor enough. Like <laughs> just one of those weird things. So because of that, like yeah. aid wasn't always getting Sweet to the spot. best places. And they said that even like 6% of the wealth of the most wealthy people in the, in the, in America or maybe in the world, only about 6% of their wealth was being donated. And that's a low number even compared to like, um, I mean, you, think of Vanderbilt and Carnegie. These people did give away a lot of their money after they robbed a lot of people, but, um, Carnegie gave away a fuckload. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's just play this. Issues in the U S Carnegie did. He also started standard oil, right? Yes. By cartelizing it. Essentially. No, it was called a cartel. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And that's got a new urgency around giving money away. Okay. So who are these new donors and how are they shaking things up? I'd say the new model is probably Mackenzie Scott, the former wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. How did she get that money? <laughs> she got half. Okay. Ask Chris Rosk about that. Okay. 
Lindsay Scott, <laughs> the former wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Bezos. She came into quite a lot of money in 2019. Came into. No <laughs> way. So she came her way into quite a bit of money. Lindsay Scott, the former <laughs> wife of Amazon founder Crazy. Jeff Bezos. She came into quite a lot of money in 2019 when they divorced, and she's given wow. away billions of dollars in just a few years. Her trick is just simplicity. We've called it no strings giving. Uh, yeah, when you just fuck your way into half of Jeff Bezos's fortune, I guess you're like, I don't know, it worked all right for me. Here's money. Fix homeless. <laughs> like, so basically the point of this is, hey, if you thought that it just isn't working out for all the needy people that need this money, which I agree with, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, right? Like, I'm a normal sure. person, okay? I'm just pointing something out here, which is, if you thought that, you know, means testing and proving that you're fucking doing anything with the money that I've given you, that I earned, that maybe they didn't earn it, I get it. Just, they didn't quite earn that the way me and you went to make a living to get by. Right. Sure. But but still, like maybe so. So if you've thought that nothing's really getting done with these people that um, just kind of they had to have too much paperwork to get billions and billions of dollars. There's this new model called just giving it to them. Just give it away. Yeah. yeah just Which that. I'm sure there was going to be a new one in 20 years. They're like, so it turns out that just giving it away didn't do anything. You know, you know, which is funny because like the the 18. Didn't we talk about it on the show before? Didn't California spend like 18 billion dollars since year 2000 ish on curing homelessness? Yes. It's never worked, right? Never worked. Um, yeah. It's probably probably worse than before. Um, that it seems to be worse than ever. Uh, seems to be pretty bad, yes. The Also, didn't you tell me there's only there's 150,000 homeless people across the country? I think about that every time I drive past every one of the homeless camps I drive past. I don't remember that number. That sounds... It, it sounds low, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, sure does. Yeah, sounds very low. Yeah, all right, well, we're way off track. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, it, um, Natasha kind of told me she's like she hears half the show while I'm recording. Mm. Uh, she's like, you kind of getting misogynist on the show, and I was like, well, that's how uh, radio shows work. You, know, you got two guys talking, <laughs> one of them's normal, or it's a bunch of dudes listening, and one of them's got to be a misogynist. The other one says things like, "Want to see my dick?" Wait, that's supposed to be you, Alan. <laughs> me and the boys are edgy. What? Uh, I do have I a think? soft spot for my beholes. None of these are working. That's true. It's true. Um, Gay? No, no, no. Okay. Let's stop, <laughs> let's stop that. Hey. Um, uh, don't get me started on sushi. Yeah, don't get him started on sushi. They, uh, speaking of people saying inappropriate things, this was mm. tempting to put in the culture wars, but I think it's just a... Isn't that something? Thought, which I have okay. been negligent on that button. I apologize. <laughs> so Senator Tom Cotton, noted... Uh, oh, this guy. Noted... New York Times opinion columnist Tom Cotton. Remember when he popped in during George Floyd? Uh, I don't yeah, remember the specifics. Somebody got fired for that. I just I just remember it being wildly out of touch and it unnecessary was. language at the time. It's like this shit's as incendiary as all the shit that you're complaining about on but TV. But the editor who allowed it got fired, right? That's that right. Was, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. mostly like, do you understand our subscriber base? Like, right. why yes. do you think that 90% you understand Democrats, your audience? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. but that's audience capture, right? So that person doesn't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then now the person doesn't do things like that, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyways, Tom Cotton, who also wants to bomb Iran, he's been but in his defense. He wanted to bomb Iran before he was a Senator. So at least he's <laughs> consistent. So, uh, so Senator Tom Cotton. So I, I need to remind you that before I play this, I didn't talk. We didn't talk about this on the Friday show because Alan curates the headlines. And sorry, guys, I'm not in charge of picking out the headlines. And Alan didn't think it was appropriate to talk about the fact that all the media, social media companies got dragged in front of Congress again. Alan doesn't talk about that. That's fine. 
So I talk about that though. So this I hate is our, social media. I do too. I honestly, um, Slickit sent me a long clip from this that was actually really interesting, um, and it okay. came up in a lot of. If anybody's heard about this, you probably saw that clip. I can't remember the details of it, but I'm sure most of our listeners know that the heads of the social media companies got dragged in front of Congress last week. And and when Slickit sent that clip in, I was like, "Fuck, am I going to have to talk about this on the show?" So I'm with you, dude. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, all of that. Happened before, happened before this clip came out. So this clip came out, and I was like, oh, we get to talk about the social media companies. Because Tom Cotton has the head of TikTok, who... Is Singaporean. As we're about to find out. Alan, about to find, just, yeah. okay, I was going to set this up a little bit more. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation I'm in asked, Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. And what Have part you, of China is Singapore? Have you been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Let me ask of what just like <laughs> just this, I mean, I don't know. I'm filling I, up my you, wine. You can't make this shit up. It this is just I mean, the ignorance is this Yeah, that's like the old like uh, are you Chinese or Japanese? It's like right. you know, Singaporean. Yes. Is that Chinese? <laughs> it's closer to Chinese, I think. Wait, what show is that from? That's from um, uh... King of the Hill. Yes, yeah. yes, King of which the is Hill. some Fort Worth ass shit today. Yes, like, yes, yes. Were they based out of Fort Worth or Austin? Uh, you know what? That's propane, know. propane related stuff. I think it was. Seems I think like it was Fort Worth. Was, yeah, it seems like Fort Worth. Fort Worth is yeah. in my head. Um, yeah. So then a uh, picture came out of that guy and like some other classmates of him posing in front of a Chinese flag. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to believe. I mean, I would also think if you lived in uh, Singapore, it wouldn't like living in America. I could imagine there's a picture of me in front of a Canadian flag. Like if someone, I don't know, I don't probably think like yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be out. Sure. Of, like I've probably been at a birthday party where some of these Mexicans put out a big Mexican flag, <laughs> and I'm in the picture. You know, <laughs> lived in Southern California. I mean, sure. Oh, we're also one of us is supposed to be racist. Oh, so is that, okay. I'm the racist. And the, the formula. The got it. Got it okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying okay. to get edgy and get some more. Right. <laughs> it turns out being a centrist isn't that exciting. So we got to be racist, too. It turns out. Dude, you know who centrist. nails being? Um, a, so we watched that documentary, The Social. What is it called? Dilemma. Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in it, the they sort of mock how everybody gets radicalized. So you're either radical to the left or radical to the right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the, the common bad guy in that was the radical center. And it's like, ha ha radical center. How could you be radical from the center? <laughs> you know who fucking nails radical centerism? Do tell. Bull moose memes. I, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I look, I don't mean to pull back the kimono too much, Alan, but like, <laughs> pretty good. I'm in, I'm in a, a, a GC pretty with good. him. I'm in a GC yeah, with yeah. him, and he's like, dude, you just nail the center, rile everybody up with something like edgy that pisses everyone off, and watch the comments go burr. And he just, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful what he does. Like, it uh, is pretty impressive. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'll agree. we should get him on. We should. Okay, I'll write down. Well, yeah, yeah. let me write down both of those. What's the next headline okay. about Alan? 
You think England sent their best. <laughs> oh, so, you know, Trump's always like, uh, so Thrash sent this. Oh, right, right. So, okay. you know, Trump's always like, uh, Mexico's sending their drug Mexico dealers. Mexico didn't send their yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy, I said rapers. Hey, I'm getting it. Because we remember <laughs> the long, long time listeners know we're trying to stop saying rapists because that sounds like therapist. You know, right, you know, right. Yes. You know, keep it like murderer, and sure. raper. Um, that sounds like raper, doesn't it? Okay. A little bit. Um, so this is a guy at like a town hall. I'm not quite sure. Just being honest, like when Donald Trump says Mexico's not sending their best. Okay, you think England sent their best? <laughs> the hell? Like, 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 <laughs> y'all like that. Look, the people. That's very funny. Uh, people say, my family came over on the Mayflower. All right, shh. <laughs> why are you bragging buttercup that is not <laughs> oh like a fancy lad i don't know who was on the mayflower but i know who wasn't the king the king was not on the mayflower <laughs> nobody the king wanted to keep around was on the mayflower <laughs> but we have this fictional narrative it's almost like i'm just being honest oh, okay that's it maybe, maybe you don't want that in your bio perhaps yeah, yeah. may uh, oh it's still kind of cool Oh, damn it. I can't. Like, historical facts are fun. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, like ask Argentinians about their grandfather. Um, all right. So, okay, don't watch this one out. Oh, uh, oh, no, you can watch this one. Um, that okay. was from Thrash. This one's from Felina's Josh. This is about uh, teachers. And um, so we've had, I think we played a clip on here about a bunch of like Zoomer or gen, millennial and zoomer teachers complaining about gen alpha students being like too dumb. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of countering that a bit. And it's more about like the failures. I mean, even in our generation of the, the education system in the U S and before you get your panties in a twist, twist. Uh, um, that doesn't mean that I fucking hate public schooling. I mean, I do, but like, I don't, I don't hate it as a, as a concept. I just think that in a way it's failed us, you know, it was, and, and, and I don't know how to reform it. I don't. And I think that it does suck that it would steal education dollars. That is the whole issue behind teachers pay and pension funds and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. But giving parents an option, if you're forced to send your kids to school, which you should be, um, that, <laughs> because all of our freedoms grow if we have an educated populace, right? Like that's where my libertarianism has problems. But Hayek had the same problem. And I like the way Hayek dealt with it. But nobody wants to hear me talk about um, Austrian economists. The, um, uh, fuck. Oh, you, you do get more freedom. populace is important. Yes. I mean, and, and like yes. one thing you get from everybody learning maybe some common shit is that there are cognitive biases. There are things that you don't know you're doing. And if, you, and if you're exposed to knowing that, you'll be better when demagogues try to hijack your amygdala. With mm. their, with yes. Their, okay. All right. Uh, but the, so, so in that way, I still want that. So I, sorry, I think charter schools are a good idea. I do understand that you think that that's my way of getting Christo fascism into the fucking, you know, in through the back door, which they're okay with as long as you're not going in the front door. Right. What do you call it? The front door is the front door, the front hole or the mouth. Uh, no, the, it's the confusing front that there's two front doors. The mouth would be like the <laughs> attic window, right? <laughs> Two front doors is the show no, title. I, I have, um, um, yeah, I have arring and pillaging. Yeah, two oh, front doors. Okay. Two front doors works. <laughs> okay, well, this pen doesn't work. Will you remember it? Yes. Okay, I'm writing it down. Anyways, here's the. Um, well, this is about education, Alan. Oh, in the U.S. Yeah. When you got back here in school, what did you notice that it, you felt they were in Finland. about? 
no more multiple choice exams. They no multiple choice exams here. Were, or or very few of them in Finland. Any really? They, all of my exams in the U.S. How do you answer the question right if it isn't listed as one of the four choices? <laughs> you write your answer. You have to know it, actually. Yeah. You actually have to know it. Yeah. If there was one thing I heard over and oh, can I interrupt? Yeah. Um, I uh, I had a professor that said anybody who wants to stay for extra credit, I'll tell you how to get at least a uh, passing grade on a multiple choice exam. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, so this only works with four, but so if there's five options, it's a little bit difficult, but it's the way that they write questions. And a lot of you guys are smart and figure this out on your own anyways, but I, I probably would have figured this out on my own too, but I appreciated <laughs> learning this. Um, so usually since it's only four options, there's two variations of the same answer. And one of those answers is right. And one of them is wrong. So one answer will duplicate twice as wrong with two different facts in it. So it's usually like a date, right? So it'll say like, if you're supposed to say, if the answer was the French revolution, it'll be the American revolution and two different wrong dates. And then there'll be a right answer. So all you have to know is I know the answer is American revolution. I can't remember the date. And then you'll see two dates for the right answer in like number B and number C. I get it. I know letter um and they'll probably use the right date in one of the wrong two answers to catch that person right Mm, yes so you look for the date that repeats in the wrong answer and put that in for the other part of the the fact that you remember i'm really 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 good at putting things together via context like i I would say that's my adhd superpower um (laughs) so i uh, when he told me that i was like i am gonna be great at (laughs) <laughs> four answered multiple point tests multiple choice that's how i got multiple my epa choices. certification epa certification is a bunch of dates and then like hey would you vent refrigerant and you're like no like <laughs> <laughs> and over again from the fins it was that america should stop teaching to a standardized test isn't that something there mm. that's an opportunity about that? to talk about thanks felina's josh um okay don't look at this one you're gonna have to guess okay. what they're saying this one's really fun. This is a good little palate cleanser in the middle of ours, isn't that something? Okay. All right. uh, did you see the cat on the screen? You saw it, didn't you? I didn't see it. Okay. No. All right. I'm hiding behind so, my screen. So you're going to have to guess. You're going to have to figure out what they're chanting. Okay. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine versions of what people say it might be on the screen. It's one of those like um, audio, audio illusions. Okay. And once you hear it, you can't like take it. There's back. no right answer. I'm not going to be yeah, able to leave okay. you with the right answer here. Okay. All right. All right. So, what do you think this sound is? Listeners playing along, let us know. What? What does abortion? What? <laughs> like it's a Jeopardy answer? Like they're watching Jeopardy at a bar? They're like, what is abortion? <laughs> That, okay, that's it. That's how you do Final Jeopardy is the bar chance it. Okay. Right, right. Clever. Okay. Um, right. So do you think it's... Oh, it's eight options. That is embarrassing. We've got rotating pirate ship. That's close. This next one is what I hear. Lobsters in motion. Oh, that's very close. Okay. Bart yeah. Simpson bouncing. No. Lactates in pharmacy. Oh, wow. That That isn't my receipt. Actually, that sounded perfect. (laughs) That isn't mercy. Okay, I can hear that. 
Baptism piracy. Baptism piracy. And we don't know what they actually said. These are all rejected show titles. No, I don't have the right answer. Listeners, if you're British enough, let us know. Natasha, it's, I know you're not British, but let us know what you think it is. She's and adjacent. by us, I mean text me. Uh, <laughs> and listeners, you can always text me, too. Uh, hit me up at 858 <laughs> Um... I opened up the wrong tab. I'm like, why does that oh. say Norm McDonald? That's we didn't do Norm clip this week. Um, oh, Brennan sent that in. Thanks, asshole brother. I'm not going to play the sound. Toaster sent this in. This is he sent me this. He said, "Boy, do I have a banger clip for you." So this <laughs> is you have to guess what the guy's going to set it up. You have to guess. So it's a list of criminal activities that happens within one sports league, and you have to guess. The clip's a little racist because he automatically makes you guess between NFL and NHL, or excuse me, NFL and NBA. And it's like, oh, you didn't go with NHL and baseball, which like, I mean, baseball, why don't you think Mexicans commit crime, right? Right, huh? right. Huh? Get it? <laughs> they're all from the Dominican Republic, which is a part of Mexico, as we all know. <laughs> okay. I told you, we got to have, That's we're trying to be edgy, it. Alan. And I mean, pulling it off. I think I'm doing a good job. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... <laughs> This racist, not me. me, not like that, not like that genocide lady from last week. She's like, how dare you confuse their genocide with ours? Now, I'm not saying that they're a fellow racist. I'm not racist. Okay, okay. I'm glad you clarified. James, don't isolate fellow racist. Uh, <laughs> this racist is trying to set us up with two choices between sports leagues about which crimes are being committed in okay. which sports league. And they pick okay. two predominantly black sports. The most disgusting sport in this country right now. What do you think it is? Watch. Dad, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. Fraud? 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits, and 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. Do you want, do you want to take a guess? Do you, you know what? As much as I like putting you on the spot like this, yeah, I don't want to make you guess. <laughs> okay. Do you I'm have? I'm thinking a, this is not a binary option. I'm thinking there's a third. There is a third one. Good okay. job, Alan. Yeah. Okay. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Curling. Turns out it was curling. <laughs> well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Okay, that, that was a banger of a clip. I agree. That, that was fantastic. Fantastic toaster. Thank you, sir. Yes. Um, Drew sent our buddy Drew sent this in. Oh. Gavin Newsom uh, told this story on a Zoom call. Um, it got shared. Oh, I saw this. So I don't understand the agenda of the people sharing this. I, I don't like either. the message. I think, I think we could talk about the message, but uh-huh. it all got shared as like dunking on Gavin. Like this is your right. fucking state, you idiot, which, okay. I hear that. You know, I don't live there for a reason. It's not him <laughs> in particular, but it says, sir, uh, you dropped this and he comes back, picks it up and he's walking out. He's at like a CVS. We're right. checking out. The woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. Oh, my mom's great. The governor oh. lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, it's just not true. 
do we now we both have retail experience should we play the rest of the clip or interject what we both want to say so i I, (laughs) should we should we play the rest of the clip i think we should yeah let's play it okay i I, I love both of us are like oh i said we have the 10th toughest 950 dollars the 10th toughest in america she doesn't even know what i was talking about by the way it's the 10th toughest in america look it up no one gives a damn about it and i said it's just not true there's still stop you said well we don't stop them because of the governor and then she goes she looks at me twice and then she freaks out she calls everyone over wants to take photos i'm like no i'm not taking a photo we're having a conversation with your manager how are you blaming the governor and it was you know 380 dollars later and i was like why am i spending 380 dollars everyone can walk the hell right out so he literally complains on the Zoom call how come i'm paying full price when everybody can just walk out and steal it do you know how many times i've heard that exact argument from from customers before oh god what's the truth alan before i say it the truth is that the reason we don't stop people from walking out with merchandise is it's not safe and no company wants to be held liable and how long has that been the truth like when did you first have to watch that video when you got hired you weren't even a manager then right no yeah you were an associate going through orientation yeah. and they sat yeah. you down at a big box retailer and said yes. look if anybody tries to steal a dyson vacuum they didn't even have those back then if anybody's trying to steal anything even if you think it's valuable you can try Run to down. you can try to stop them on their way out that, that's true you can try to stop them on their way out as long as you don't like grab you them or something you can't stand their physically way. stop them. it yeah, and, yeah. and this is this is an instruction from a company owned back east this is not yes. a California company telling us no. that. Multiple no. ones. This happened at Staples Multiple. and Bed Bath, right? Conveniently, Every company I've ever worked Massachusetts, at. Yeah. Dude, I literally was standing at a, a entrance to a store uh, 10 years ago with five other people um, as this was happening, and all four of them got fired, and I didn't because I didn't do the wrong thing. That That's true. They all got yeah. fired for trying to stop the person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One got pepper sprayed by one Jeez, of the shop. Right. Yeah. 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 So they would have got away with it if the guy didn't make a big enough scene. Sure. That, that it got flown up the flag, flagpole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. almost said something yes. else. I caught yeah, that. I caught yeah, that. I'm sure you did. Uh, can we talk about World War Three? That's a good palate cleanser. Take your mind. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, remember um, like a couple of weeks ago when I was stuck at home during a snowstorm and I was just like, you know, it dawns on me that um, it, we went to war against, we were mad at Al-Qaeda, so we went to war with, the Taliban. Afghanistan, right? Yeah, in Afghanistan. Then we went to war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And then... And then... And then what? Like the ISIS wars was us siding with Al-Qaeda? Sure. <laughs> Al-Qaeda against ISIS? And I was like, I think it's a matter yeah. of time until we're fighting with ISIS against Iran. Um, you did say that. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. So Cody did a, a post today from Kitbag basically talking about who the Shia militias are. So I, I talked about it last week, how I listened to anti-war radio. I love the podcast. I recommend people listen to it. Uh, mm. But, you know, just like anybody who's kind of got like an agenda type podcast, they're going to have biases that they kind of, in, in his defense, he's very informed. He's just slightly uninformed on this because he knows so much about so much that like, he doesn't quite know this detail on this subject. And I'm okay. lucky. I know this. I'm not saying I should know that like he's bad for this, but like he keeps talking about, um, there's like a, what is it in um, 
oh god sudan how it was like the rsf was like a second military and it was like essentially turns, a praetorian guard kind of turns thing. out it's not a good idea to have two militaries they yeah, might yeah. Start fighting with turns each other. Out. yeah um so when well cody's going to describe it but there there's this group i, I actually forget it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a group of Shia militia. It's a Shia militia that we fought ISIS with, and we supported, just like I said. And mm. now they're the bad guys because that's that's our mo. That's what we've always done. Jeez. Okay. All right. This is Cody. <laughs> so I got a request to do Shia militia groups. What are they? Why are we bombing them? What's going on? So. Shia militia groups came around because of ISIS. In 2011, Obama pulls the American military out of Iraq. We have this issue where the Iraqi army keeps fleeing. Nobody will fight ISIS. So who steps up? Well, two factions. The Kurds and the Shia militia groups. Dude, he is fucking jacked, man. Have you noticed? He is he's pretty jacked. Yes. The Shia militia groups were backed by the IRGC. Specifically, Quds Force, which is sent to train, advise, assist... He's moving quick through there. Uh, he's going to describe Quds Force was sent to train, advise, and assist these Shia militias. What's Quds Force, Alan? I know you can answer that. It, well, we've talked about it. It's essentially uh, the Iranians' uh, special forces that goes out and trains other militias. Foreign, they, foreign, 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 foreign. Yeah, yes, it's yes. because the Iranian revolution was intended to spread past Iran, which is, sure. like, if you don't know anything, makes it sound like ISIS and Iran are the same thing. But oh. ISIS wants an Islamic state, but they, they are counter to the fellow Shias, no, not fe- Shias, damn it, that's right. Since they're not Shias, they are not wanting the same Islamic state as Iran's Islamic revolution. Yes? How do you remember that Shia is from Iran? No, I have a nothing. thing. I have a thing. Oh, please. The A. There's an A in Iran and an A in Shia. That's how I remember. But there's an A in asshole on all of these. <laughs> no, Sunni, though, doesn't oh, have an Sunni A. Oh, Sunni doesn't have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's in a company the Shia militia groups in the fight against ISIS. And they use abandoned Iraqi equipment. So now ISIS is gone. The Shia militia groups are still around because nobody demobilized them. Why would Iran? And they've just been sitting in Iraq outside American bases watching and waiting for this exact moment. So why? So do- when I listen to anti-war radio and he's talking about how like this is a, that, that's what I didn't finish the thought on is that um, mm. these Shia militias are an integrated part of Iraq's military if you listen to anti-war radio he says that almost every day now as long as this has been going on he's like this is a part of iraq's military this is wrong for us to be doing this is like well it's not part one it's part of iraq's military on paper because they needed something officialized so that they could be fighting against isis two alan what is your biggest flaw that comes to mind about iraq's government and military at this moment post post us winding down the war Oh, so the, the, the there there was a divide between the Ba'ath Party and oh, the. Dude, I'm sorry, I gave you too broad of a. It's it's that the Iraqi government is pro Iranian. It is well, I, okay. Is that where you were yeah. going? I apologize. I was trying to get there, but yeah, <laughs> we're taking the long way. This is Alan. We do a short show. Okay, you got to get to the point here. A short show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't be rambling. Do they matter? Well. Iran has been building these proxy forces for a very long time. You have the Shia militia groups in Iraq, you have the Houthis in Yemen, you have Hamas in Gaza, you have Qatib Hezbollah north of Israel as well. So, when Israel tried to normalize relations with Saudi Arabia, that became a problem for Iran. 
The reason being, it's not just so much like the Sunni-Shia split, but it has more to do with the three big power players in the region, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and Iran. And Iran really doesn't want Israel and Saudi Arabia teaming up to fight Iran. So, what did they do? When they were trying to normalize relations, Israel and Saudi Arabia, they triggered their proxy forces. Hamas being the first to go, then Hezbollah, then the Houthis, and now the Shia militia groups. So, are we going to have World War III? Most likely not. What's going to happen are these proxy forces are going to continue to attack. Holy America. shit, there's another dog in the video. Did you even see that one earlier? No, I saw the first one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, all right, sorry. So we're not going to have World War Three. We're going to see the Shia militia groups mobilize. Did you catch what he was saying there? So he seems to be of the mind that Iran orchestrated this whole damn thing, and they timed it to go Hamas, then Yemen, and now this. Now, did he imply that it was orchestrated or that if one of them went first, it works out pretty well that these other ones are following in staged responses? Uh, I, I'm going to go with the latter because yeah. I don't think that the Hamas. Well, we'd have intelligence fact, that would prove that. And yeah, because we, we would love to say that we we would love to say it was all Iran's organ. We tried to at the beginning, remember? Yeah, we did. But I don't think October seventh. October seventh was planned so far in advance that for them to sort of try to time this to be a. But the responses sort of, can be timed. Sure, but but for them, for Hamas on the Hamas's part to time this to be a concerted effort, I don't I don't see that. Right, but everything that followed could be kind of orchestrated sure, via Iran's sure. channels. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, yes, yes. Personnel and Israel, and so we're going to be seeing a lot of targeting. We're going to see a lot of airstrikes. We're going to see a lot of soft raids in these areas, but I don't think we'll see conventional forces stepping up. I do think we'll see them increasing presence in iraq to train the iraqi military and prepare them in case these shia militia groups get antsy but that's the extent essentially we're killing iranian proxy forces so that we can stabilize the region and not let iran get its dirty paws into all of our allies oh about that i mean i like where his head's at i hope he's right you do yeah because the version of that not working out is exactly like vietnam it yes like i got some Big Vietnam vibes going. Like, think of it. Think of it. Gulf of Tonkin shit happening. Who is fighting it? Huh? Gulf of Tonkin? Gulf of Tonkin shit. Oh, yeah. So, so, so before we decided to take our hands at Vietnam, uh, who was in there first, Alan? The French. Okay. Who was in Yemen first? (laughs) The French. No. No, wait. No, Yemen was. No, no, the Saudis. Yeah, yeah, Saudis. Saudis, So, so the Saudis have been at war with. I was thinking Algeria. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yes. Okay, but seriously though, so like, think of think of the parallels here. You know, we supported uh, we supported our ally with their mm. regional war proxy war, yes. and when things stopped working out, we decided to jump in there and finish it off. And uh, I mean, people forget because because it wasn't reported on. I mean, we were talking about it. We were talking. I mean, we in- interviewed Scott Horton because we were so excited there was an idea of a truce. Uh, ceasefire mm-hmm. we've been talking about the iran war for as long as we've been doing a show um yes n- i'm sorry iran yeah the, the war yemen. The saudi arabia's war in yemen for as long as we've yemen. been doing a show um people forget there was there were on the ground fightings there were there were troops on saudi arabia put troops on the ground and they were losing man um i heard matt joking about it recently he was talking from Kitbag talking about uh um Saudi Arabia had a problem because they could they they didn't want to show the successes they were having in that war 
because it was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, you know, you're beating up fucking bunch of Houthis. And, but they also couldn't brag about that because they were also getting all their jets blown out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But it was also sort of an under the table sort of war that was happening, like trying to, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody thinks about the French part of the Vietnam War. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I really hope not. Except that we have a, uh, you know, Vietnamese French uh, cuisine. So that's there's that. Well, there is that. Yes, yeah. fusion, yeah. fusion, man. What's that sandwich called? Bon mi. Bon mi. Yeah. Yeah. Is it pronounced bon mi? How else would it be pronounced? Ban mi. What else? What other vowels would you use? Oh, I don't want to do this. Damn it! I almost got you to say it. <laughs> You're going to say it with an O eventually, right? Eventually. Uh, I'm just going to be so close. All right. Um, (laughs) Do you want to talk about elections? Sure. I got some election clips here. These don't fit in best of the left, best of the right. This is just kind of... Okay. At this point, I'm just convinced that uh, I think Nikki... Is it Nikki? Yeah, at this point, I'm convinced Nikki's been listening to the podcast. This is her on The Breakfast Club. Darwin wants to raise taxes on every American... By putting a 10% tariff. Think about that. That's taxes you're going to raise on every baby stroller, on every appliance, $2,600 more per family when he gets into office. Everybody talks about how good our economy was with him. It was good. But at what cost? He put us $8 trillion in debt in four years. And I don't know that it really was. Everybody says it was good. There was a manufacturing recession in the early part of it, too. Like, and, and, And like the only reason things were continuing to work was because... People they kept the, the, the pe- Fed kept the rates low. People and the effect of it was what I was going to say. People had the perception yeah. that money was free. So take out loans. We're going to just right. keep expanding. You know. Now we're like having to figure out how we're going to pull out of that. Look at what happened. And you know, now he said yesterday the stock market's great because people are excited about him being president. <laughs> how many more times are you going to let him lie? about things that aren't true and say, you know what, something's not quite right. And this also is about a general election. This is about who can win. He can't win moderates. He can't win independents. He can't win suburban women. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. How many more times do you have to lose before you say, you know what, maybe that's not the guy. He now wants to raise taxes on Isn't that something? I'll stop the wrong. I thing. mean, too much that's now. facts. Yes, that's that's facts. absolutely facts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly she's not trying to be VP. Um, and <laughs> I like that she went on the breakfast club and didn't talk about hot sauce and pull out her purse. Hot sauce. Remember when Hillary did that? Oh, so cringe. And she didn't say that. Uh, if you don't vote for me, you or, ain't, you, you know, ain't black. You ain't black. Jesus. <laughs> Could you imagine having the nerve to look at it? Yeah, I mean, he just must not have understood like the gravity that that host the vibe. has. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you, like he wouldn't have gone on Howard Stern and said like you ain't Jewish or something. Like, but right. like in his mind, he's like, who the fuck's Charlemagne the God? I don't know. I'm on a radio show, whatever. Right? <laughs> you ain't black. God, I can't believe that. And he won still won. Um, Unbelievable. Here's a lawfare. He, he won. Uh, Yes, yes. I actually have a few clips from Lawfare's podcast this last week. Um, this one's talking about how uh, the what's it, Section Three, Article Fourteen. Yes, Fourteenth Amendment. So, so this, that's the whole is Trump eligible thing. Uh, right. This is about it, whether it's self-executing or not. A point that that the respondents make and some others make is that you know Section Three was actually designed and conceived so that there wouldn't be criminal conviction required first, because in 1865, 
which is three. This is very, this is all like legal talk. So there's a whole debate about whether it's self-executing or not. And you've probably heard those words and like, I'm sure you kind of have an idea what it means, but it's just like, do they have to, does there have to be somebody suing for it to happen? Does Congress have to say, actually, we can't do this? Like, does something have to start us to question whether he's eligible or not? So right. if it's self-executing, none of that has to happen. He is on his face, not 35, born in Kenya, all the other stuff, right? Yes. It's because in 1865, which is three a year before it was drafted, Andrew Johnson had basically pardoned almost all of the Confederates. So uh, it wasn't really going to be possible to convict these people. And that was uh, sort of. Can you can you explain what that how you, how would you piece those two thoughts together? Well, so so essentially the post-Civil War, um, he said, OK, we're not going to throw you in prison for being on on the Confederate not side. Not only that, Andy Johnson was like, we want you to be in the Senate again, fellow Southern right. piece of shit. And then, and then the rest of the country was like, no, 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 we can't. We can't allow that. To so, happen. But the point is, since since he pardoned all of those people. Right. They never had to say this is like there. there's no question about self-executing. They, because they they were already they pardoned. Convicted. There was no crime right. to like question, right? Like right. I'm sure people. I mean, we talk. We when you actually learn Reconstruction in history, they teach the whole the whole um, drama of reinstituting Southern delegates and you know senators <clears throat> and things like that. So right. so the fact that those people were pardoned made that thing that were like, well, how could you let them back in? Well, there's nothing to hold them accountable to. They were pardoned. Like it was part of why Andrew Johnson's a piece of shit. Uh, there's a few other things, but we'll <laughs> a few that. other things. Um, he was also impeached for for tenure of office, which is what Trump is promising on his reelection campaign. His campaign, he has two main campaign promises. One is I'm going to raise the price on everything that you buy. See the Nikki Haley clip earlier. And the other one is I'm going to violate one of the things that only four times people have been impeached. I've been impeached two of them. There, or no, I guess Nixon counts too, right? Because Nixon went through the house? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't yeah. remember, actually. So, well, I, either way, he wasn't fully impeached. So um, no, only four presidents, convicted. only three presidents have been impeached. He's been impeached twice. Only four impeachments have gone through. Only two of them happened to Trump. He's like, yeah, one of the other four, I'm going to use that on day one. I'm going to I'm going to violate the Tenure of Office Act. Like, that's that's where we're at politically. <sighs> okay. Um, yes. The, by the way, this whole, like, the other challenge, the other thing that's like challenging um, the government's case against Trump being like a, a, a valid candidate is whether he's an officer or not, because that's part of the Fourteenth Amendment. Is it only applies to officers of the United States? Like when and 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 when they list out everything in the Section Three, they don't say president. They they talk right. about like appointed officers. Do you really think well, that the the spirit of what they wrote at that time was, oh, thank God, we'll have all these insurrectionists back in power, so long as they're not the most important seat of power. Like, <laughs> which really speaks to like the um, optimism they had for their fellow man not electing. Like, they'd be like, no matter what, the president wouldn't be a treasonous bastard. I mean, so the the argument there is that the president takes a different oath of office than everybody else. Um, and yeah, but the, did you did you listen to that clip of uh, Lawfare where they were talking about another one? Sorry, where they were talking about the um, the language. So some language ex linguistics experts like looked back and looked at what the word appointment was used by these. Did did you listen to that episode or no? 
I did listen to that. I, so I, I find like textualists to be really annoying. Okay, but we are in a <laughs> and, textualization in terms I, I, of the people I know, in the Supreme I know. Court. And also, I find that they are—they're really in a corner here because they if are. they are textualists, they need to be textualists on this subject, and they don't want to be. Right, but the other thing I find annoying about textualists is they tend to find the text that or the the interpretation of text that suits their concerns or like one um, specific line and right something. Yeah. like the webster's dictionary yeah. in you know 1798 said this yeah okay yeah, yeah. well well so that those the that that linguistic expert who's also like a lawyer and you know the historian or whatever he mm-hmm. said that if you look at how people used appointment they used appointment and elected interchangeably the people that wrote these documents so right all of the whole, like whether he's an officer or not, because one's appointed and one isn't, it doesn't hold water. And if you want to listen to people talk about that for an hour and come down to an opinion on it, you can listen to the lawfare episode that covered that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Um, I did listen to an episode of lawfare where they were talking about famous, uh, um, historical cases and they were, uh, well, this is kind of on the same subject. This is that same guy. One I would recommend is a, a one by a guy named Kermit Roosevelt, who's, uh, 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 Alan, who's Kermit Roosevelt? Do you want to wait until he comes up again here? Professor uh, uh, at the University of Pennsylvania in Constitutional Law, 14th Amendment Reconstruction. It's the best brief I've seen. If you're concerned about the arguments about uh, is the Section 3 self-executing? Should uh, Griffin's case apply? What about Section 5 of the 14th? If you're interested in those questions, I would look at uh, Kermit Roosevelt. It's also very accessible. Alan, uh, what do you think Kermit Roosevelt is most famous for? Is it that? No, probably for being uh, Teddy's son. I, I would actually argue it's not for being Teddy Roosevelt's son, although oh, that okay. is true. Okay. I think overthrowing Iran might be more notable. Oh, there was that. There, there was, was that. that Kermit Roosevelt. I remember. Yeah. Yes, turns yes. out there's a Kermit Roosevelt the third though, and he's a professor. We've talked about that story on the show before. Yeah. You mean Iran? No, no. What happened with him and with Kermit Roosevelt, where he yes. like had a duffel bag and gave it to like the biggest man he could find and said, "Go stir up trouble," and then he yes. got smuggled under a blanket into the Shah's residence and negotiated the Shah to be back in power. Yes. I put that bad. in the group chat. I know you don't look. Um, Greg <laughs> was like, I was actually reading something recently that says that he kind of made that all up. And I was like, no way. No way. That was like how the CIA justified everything they did going forward around with foreign coups around. They were like, it worked in Iran. We'll try this here. And he's like, well, here's this article about it from New Republic. And and like, look, I'm not I, I, I'm not shitting on you, Greg. But he, the 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 article basically says. The CIA says they gave Kermit Roosevelt's revisions to his uh, his book that he wrote talking about mm-hmm. all that. And it turns yeah. out that book's just a fun. So if you listen to the CIA, the CIA didn't have a coup in Iran. The CIA says that they told him, here's how they, so if you're not following, the truth that we grew up learning was that Kermit Roosevelt, with the instruction of Dulles, and the head, who is the head of the CIA, went to mm-hmm. Iran with like $100,000 and fomented the coup that got the Shah back in power. What the CIA now is saying is when Kermit Roosevelt turned in his book about that, we gave him some revisions and he rewrote it with all of those revisions. And also as the CIA, we're saying that turned it into a a fiction. None of it was true. So if you listen to the CIA, Kermit Roosevelt didn't do that because the CIA told him to rewrite it into what you learned. The truth is, hey, we asked him to do something, but it didn't work out. It just happened anyways. 
According to the CIA. According to the CIA. Yeah. I think you're only supposed to say CIA. I don't you put a the with it. Oh, just CIA. Yes. Yeah. According to CIA. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, God, this is a long first half. You want to talk about tariffs? Uh, we can. It doesn't sound that interesting. This is the long first half. Shut up, Alan. Sure. Uh, we're almost <laughs> done with the first half. The first half was, first of all, we had like 20 minutes of fucking around because I didn't we... know you were ready, okay? <laughs> okay. Did we start it two hours ago? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all right. All right. Uh, okay, fine. I'll skip it, but I have thoughts on this, so I'll just give thoughts, okay? Okay. First, out of the way. So uh, Trump is Trump on the Sunday. He told Maria Bartiromo or whatever on Fox. Bartiromo. Thank you. That uh, Tony Romo that he <laughs> wants to have a sixty percent tariff on goods from China, all goods from China, uh-huh. sixty. So if my math is correct, that takes a five hundred dollar product and makes it eight hundred dollars, right? Yes. Yes. That is correct, sir. I was doing the math. And yes, he also wants a 10% tariff globally on any imported goods need to be 10% more expensive, which, okay, let's give him all the benefit of the doubt here. That means buy American-made products. Okay, one, turns out places are better at making things, so we should buy them from them because it's cheaper and higher quality. Mm-hmm. Two, it's more expensive to make things in America because we don't have pesky things like child labor laws. So, you know, we got to go to Vietnam and have that made. And they got smaller hands, too. Um, not as a people, just the kids. It didn't mean Asians have small hands. Jeez. Not that edgy. Um, yeah. Do you know, like, I mean, but, like, that that's, like, like, I said it before. Like, the Republicans' candidate, after bitching and moaning about all of the Biden's inflation and all of this economy, their candidate they want to win is proposing a 10% minimum price hike on imported goods, 60% from everything at walmart because he wants a 60 percent tariff on anything from china i'm pretty sure walmart doesn't want to go out of business right i'm pretty sure they don't yeah no this is uh absolute madness i I don't don't understand how any of this flies and there's no such thing as a one-way tariff right like tariffs beget tariffs from the other side that's literally why it's called a trade war like yes okay so Also, wait, no, also wait, I want to talk about trade wars and Trump. Is that okay? Okay, yeah. Do when it, do Trump it. did his first round of trade wars in 2018, we had all mm-hmm. these farmers that couldn't sell shit there anymore. And what did we do to fix that? Gave we them subsidized. $30 billion in subsidies. So yes. it cost us, and we didn't get to sell things and make money. Just like when he had tax cuts and didn't have um, a plan to bring in revenues from elsewhere. All, all that is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Maria Bartiromo was like a uh, an anchor on CNBC like back in the 90s. What? And she seemed pretty normal then. Um, I just it blows my mind where she's gone from there. They're just like DJs. They just Cuz I used to watch her like 98. They just have a face and read the teleprompter, man. I suppose, yeah. Um so we still haven't had a civil war yet, a second civil war. I hope I just hope both sides. Oh. I just hope both sides have fun. Um <laughs> So, Good people on both sides. Yeah, very fine. So very fine. this is a clip of a lady who drove down there um, because this touched a lot of people's hearts, man. Like this, this. If you're like a very patriotic person, you're like these people are, you know, sneaking in and taking our country. It's an invasion. How many times does that get said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like people who are concerned and probably retired, maybe you know, like have the ability to go down there and join in something. They, like I, I think they're misguided, but I understand their intention, right? Like, wouldn't you agree? Sure. Yeah. This is one of those people. They got down to uh, uh, Shelby Park, Eagle Pass, Texas, to where 
I, I can't emphasize this enough. That's where people seeking asylum come in and get stuck. And then they, they choose to turn themselves into police. If you want to sneak in, literally go half a mile down the road. There's an open gate. You can come on through. But if you wish to go the asylum route, you go there. And that's why we have all these numbers, because you can't get in uh, and try to get citizenship. Your best bet is to hope to go through the asylum route and live here in the meantime. Actually, Which is I a, legal. I have a really long clip that is okay. still going to, I think, be in the first half. Okay. <laughs> Let's play this lady. This is what she found out when she went down there. Questions. Do not be deceived. Stop thinking that everybody who waves a flag and shouts freedom is your friend and a good person because we have people like this trying to join up in the movements. I was in the people's convoy and what a fucking disappointment that ended up being. If the, if the way she talks is hard for you to uh, to listen to, which I honestly, it's like when I hear people that are like way too emotional, it kind of triggers yeah. me from past experiences, but I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> What she's about to say, I think, is the meat of this. Okay. What a disappointment to find out that these people that you were with, they weren't like you. They didn't care about the country. They were a bunch of grifting motherfucking live streamers that wanted to make money off of the people in America who were hardworking and sending their money, little old ladies, Old men. All right, you get the idea. Can you summarize so we don't listen to this anymore? And I'll close this tab. <laughs> up. I, I'm so. What she's calling out there is that the. It was all a grift. It always was. It was all and, a grift. <laughs> no, but but the, they were taking advantage of people who actually were true believers, right? Yeah, uh, and we've I, seen I, that. Alan, throughout. are you talking about Trump's campaign since 2016, yes. or are you talking about all, this all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. It's, Culture that's, warriors. That's, Yes, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, that's all it was. Um, and people BLM. were taking BLM. They were a little yes. bit of that too. Honestly. Sure, sure. That's actually, I see yes. we got both sides in there. Alan. How about that? How about that? very fine Thank people? You. Both sides. Isn't that something? I already said that. We can't do it twice. It's like in an action movie. You can't, even though you killed the bad guys the first time, you can't use that same weapon again. Um, okay, this this is a very long clip. Okay, I couldn't get this down under three and a half minutes. Oh, okay. That is a long ass clip. Alan, the second half won't be so long. Is that fine? That's <laughs> fine. It's Did fine. you eat something before the show? I'm good. I didn't either. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll grab something after. Um, our economy is uh, grinding. This is David Stockman. David Stockman was the director of Department of OMB, uh, Office, Office of Management Manager. and Budget. Budget? Management yeah. and Budget. So might know a thing or two about monies. During Reagan, sorry. So the director of OMB under Reagan... Um, and he's been very critical of, so he had a lot of idealized ide ideas that were of the right. However, he, his big gripe since that time period was how it all got hijacked by the politics of it. And that did not become what the idealized concepts he was trying to implement could have become. Okay. So like when we talked about how like Reagan's like that, they talk about Reaganomics being like, we'll underfund this. That way it'll force people to make a decision. Turns out, nope, we can just fund it anyways in, in a deficit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like all that shit came from these ideals that turns out, you know, we can didn't work in practice. You were thinking it was going to go this way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Stockman is critical of conservatives, but he is one. Okay. Finding to a halt because the labor supply is shrinking unless 
we allow uh, immigrants who want to work to come here and become part of the workforce. When you hear about the flood of immigrants coming in and we're being overrun and uh, America's being, uh, you know, somehow turned upside down. If you go to 1870, we finally got out of the, the uh, Civil War and all the chaos that that uh, generated. There were only 39 people, 39 million people left in America. Uh, over the next um, 40 years to the eve of World War I, we had 25 million immigrants. So uh, relative to the population in 1870, uh, the immigrant population in a few decades was uh, two-thirds of the population they begin with. So immigration today is less than one-third of one percent. Not 66% or 60%. The second point is we have a totally broken, ridiculous uh, immigration policy that comes right out of the swamp in Washington. And that if Trump really understood what he was saying when he said, I'm going to drain the swamp, the first thing you would do would be to change the basis for immigration from to get here. This is a good place to stop. That's all like everything else he's going to say. I couldn't take that out because that's the context that sets all the rest of this up. And I feel like getting all that in there makes us not have to repeat ourselves so damn much because I, I, I agree with those premises and I really on board with his proposed solutions. And it's, it's, it's really similar to things that me and you have said on the show before. Um, plus also can't just play him for three and a half minutes. So raise your hand if you want to say anything. Okay. 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 You either have to be, uh, you know, a family unification, which is about 400,000. He's talking about the quotas that we have now. So, uh, of, we only allow a million in, 400,000 of which are family reunifications, understandable, and the other 400,000. Or you have to be a PhD or some uh, tech, uh, high tech. So if you happen to be a very high valued potential citizen, that's also less than half a million. Meanwhile, what's the stat you told us last week, Alan? There's 140... 140- 145 jobs per uh, person that's unemployed currently. So, yeah. He's talking about H-1B uh, visas. Yeah, there's only 400,000 yeah. of those. The other yeah. 400,000 is family reunification, which leaves right. 100,000 just, sure, we'll let you in. Like, And and these are the people we vet, right? Right. Also, he's pointing out the numbers from prior uh, that, I mean, 66%. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, but we are we are a nation of immigrants. That's how we got here no, and no, like to walk here from ecuador right through the darien gap which is like the least hospitable place at least in this hemisphere yes. short of like antarctica or something or excuse me Ar- arctic circle yes i know geography uh i know maps um <laughs> yeah to 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 walk here is probably a more arduous, arduous journey that's where we both picked that word than yeah. any of our ancestors chose like i'm not oh, saying it was easy I mean, for them i'm just saying that that's a lot like was it the dutch or the scottish to try to set up a colony it was the scottish because they were like late to the colonizing game mm-hmm. so they they set up a colony uh in the darien gap and just got roanoked immediately like it was just and then i think they tried to do a um a panama canal somewhere around there too and it's just like nah man and this is where people are walking through to get here like it's just yeah they're I, I get that they're not their best, but like these are people that want to be here, man. Like I, I just can't say that enough. I mean, the amount yeah. of risk and personal, like just the, the uh, difficulty of getting through that is just insane. Yeah, yeah. You got to want to be here to do that. Yeah, that seems like a, like you, you should get like seems half. Like, like you could still get a star for that. You so. could still fail the citizenship test, but like that should get you a big bump. Get you something. Like yes. okay, yeah, yes. trial by combat. Uh, uh, <laughs> Trying. A skilled worker to get a couple hundred thousand more slots, or, and this is the big or, you have to be a refugee or an asylee. 
And that's the only way that unskilled workers can get into the United States today when we desperately need unskilled and low-skilled worker because our native workforce is declining. Last year, in the last year that the data is available, uh, 2022, only 4,000 green cards were issued under the category, I think it's called E3 and E6, uh, for unskilled workers. 4,000. Out of the 1,118,000 legal immigrants that got here, to say nothing of the hordes that are on the border. You know, most of them are pretty uh, strong-backed, able-bodied uh, young people and their families, or middle-aged, but it's, it's a unskilled, low-skilled workforce looking for a job and a better economic opportunity, but in other words, there's millions of people at the border trying to come in. There's only 4,000 slots for unskilled workers. So all of them are at the border being forced to pretend that they're asylees. So if we had a guest worker program of the kind that makes so much sense today that would allow people to go to the U.S. consulate in Costa Rica, uh, get a guest worker permit and be matched up with someone looking uh, to have uh, hire people for lawn care work or warehouse work in Kansas City, they could get there for $214, no fuss, no muss, uh, you know, no uh, chaos at the border, uh, no, uh, uh, you know. Uh, so one thing he talks about there that he thinks is kind of in passing, and I think we've said on the show, I can't remember, maybe it's just something I've said when I've been texting people about this because uh, we get a lot of DMs on immigration um, is that like if the consulates in these countries if we made it clear that it, going to the consulate and setting yourself up on the path to become a citizen and it would take you like a year maybe two years people would do it you know mm -hmm. and and if you found out that you have to be qualified enough to do that then that would deter some of them and then you'd be left with the people coming here legally because we made that easier right you would have less people. There would still be illegal crossings, but that's what Border Patrol's for. And then you would still have some asylum seekers. But instead, you have all of the people that want legal citizenship, all of the people that would just come across the border illegally, just, you know, in the holes in the fence. Mm -hmm. All of them are applying for asylum. And this because is that's the only method to get here. because that's all that's been left because right. of this quota that we just told that he just laid out. Right. And 4, all of that. No, all of those numbers are so low because one Trump lowered them to that. That was bad before, but those were better numbers. He lowered them to that. Biden continued those. He kept mm -hmm. those fucking quota numbers almost the same. So so we have because if he fixed those, it would be Biden, he would signal that Biden has made it wide open and it would be even more people going down the asylum door. So there's three doors to get in here. You come in here legally, you come in here illegally, and you come in here asking for asylum. We closed door one and door two. All of those people went into door three. That's all that's happened. And then we're like, look at these hordes of people. And it's because they went to a choke point rather than just going across the fence entirely, right? And this was by design by the Republicans so that they could say that there's an immigration crisis. And because they know that if the Democrats try to fix it, one, they won't help them. Two, it would involve the Democrats alienating the left flank of their party. Am I, I, will, I will be done if I did a good job. You did a good job. You did a good job. 4,000 is just a, a zero. remarkably low. That's zero. Yeah. Statistically, that's zero. I mean, I, I, was, I was listening to something about China's immigration and how... They have like 0.1% or something. Um, Trying to get into China? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan, uh, there's a spike in Chinese people going down to Ecuador and walking up to the U.S. I, I, and people I, are like, there's spy Chinese spies. It's like <laughs> something tells me that the Chinese spy wouldn't, one, just get into Mexico and like, like, let's say that like, you're a smart guy and you heard me say that. You're like, they wouldn't make their spies walk up from Ecuador. You're right. They'd come in at like Guadalajara and then go up. No, 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 no. Something tells me the Chinese would find a more specific 
an easier sophisticated route. way to get their spies yes. into the country yes. um two those numbers reflect the fact that shit's going bad in china man <laughs> like the spikes in chinese nationals go, coming across seeking for asylum has everything to do with things being bad in china not all your paranoia is well that's where the fentanyl comes from i mean so so the i mean bottom line here is immigration has been broken in this country for decades at this last point. person to do anything about it was george bush yeah it's been broken for a very long time and nobody wants to it's it's a third rail politically right nobody wants and to and and that. the democrats have been like fine if that's so important to you here's our proposal to fix it i yeah. mm, it's in it's in the best of the right i'll include it there okay okay a right. little bit more okay border patrol uh people uh, chasing around in the middle of the night uh and we would open up that little pinhole uh to the economic rationality uh, that we need to have in other words if they simply reform the system to ba- to make it economics based rather than asylum based which is politics make it economics based and you have a guest worker program and if people come here and they they're making a payroll and uh, their employer is certifying it month after month year after year uh, for 10 years i'd say give them a citizenship no. and let them stay and stay and the whole problem would be solved the hordes at the border are millions of people that want to be economic immigrants that are being forced to be political refugees and it's worth pausing on yeah yeah i mean I, I don't know how to say it better than he did but that's that that accurately describes well, I felt like I couldn't trim out the last 20 seconds so let's play it <laughs> okay. creating a mass and the reason I mentioned the $214 uh, Delta ticket is you got to get from Costa Rica to the te- Rio Grande you got to pay uh, the coyote 4000 to 10000 dollars to get you there when Delta would be happy to do it for 214 if we were only smart enough to have a rational economics based uh, immigration system and that's something. And man, it's maybe been a couple episodes since we've said it. What happens when you have a black market for anything? Well, sorry. What happens when you outlaw anything, which we've essentially done with? You get a black market. Yes. yes. So these coyotes yes. are making a hand of money. And who are the coyotes this. working for? The cartels. And so and 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 Amlo said, oh, sorry, uh, the president of Mexico said that their party uh, should because his his opponent. So Mexico's president got an election this year and their president's opponent who the president can be reelected, but his opponent is also from within his party. And both of them have agreed to not challenge the cartels in their campaigns. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yeah. So there you go. All right. You got to worry about I, fentanyl. Uh, <laughs> this did. clip that I didn't play talks about how um, idolatry is a sin and they shouldn't be worshiping oh. Taylor Swift. Although uh, we have a plenty of clips in the second half about Donald Trump that seem to think that they can be <laughs> similar sort of situation. Idolatry. How about I just yeah. ask you a question? We go to half. Okay. All right. So you have you ever heard that phrase before? It talks about like business ownership and like legacy legacy companies. How they say like you can kind of look at Ford this way, although they turned out of it, but they definitely had their dip in this pattern. Um, the the grandfather creates the company and builds it. The son expands it and finds like real success and the grandson gets handed it and just runs it into the ground i have heard you've heard that before yes how many generations has it been since the greatest generation oh in terms of Uh, like leading things four well you can take gen x out of the math because we haven't had a gen x president which is worth (laughs) noting but um yeah it kind of feels like you know post-world war ii we had the greatest generation sort of building this shit the second generation right. after that was like, yeah, we can run with this. Like, think like Reaganomics, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, the right, boomers. Right. And then we're like, what do we do with these keys? Nobody trained me. I, uh, <laughs> I was supposed to have like an, a list about how to like close down the shop before I... A spreadsheet? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. 
I'm going to get a drink. Oh, I can't wait to come back and do a cock rating. Oh, yeah, we're doing cock ratings. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again No worries Cross The whole time the I was peeing, I was like, Alan's probably peeing too right now I, I was peeing Thresh sent me something how the funeral industry got the FTC to hide bad actors. FTC won't let me be or let me be me, so let me see. Well, that's FCC. FCC. Uh, oh, and, and now my phone's telling me that I messages I sent to you didn't go through. Okay. Wait, so you're not going to follow? I had a whole thing I was going to rejoin with, but you oh. go ahead. What, what did he tell you about the FTC? So apparently there's funeral homes that are unethical and are you with thrash been... talking all the time no oh wait are you jealous yeah a little bit <laughs> no he just randomly sends me stuff okay well me too uh so there's unethical funeral homes that have been fucking shocked wasn't there one yeah, in colorado right? with like a hundred bodies in the back they were like yeah we didn't know where to put them <laughs> yeah, yeah uh and so nobody claimed them it's they like have a like a town hole they have a sweet deal with the FTC where FTC. if they get caught, they just have to do some remedial like programming. Well, yeah, you can't have the people that get rid of your bodies be out of business. You Don't can't you, do that. Do you that not be... remember that at the beginning of COVID when people were like, how many people are going to die? Do we have the ability to process I, these many bodies? I do. Because like were... in the real world, when that shit goes real bad, I mean, I'm sorry, remember the Black Plague? Is it okay to call it that? I think so, yeah. N-I-G. <laughs> So I was, I, I had a thought, Why? I had a thought when I was uh, just a little bit on half. Okay. I feel like the left doesn't celebrate their cultural wins enough. Oh, I feel like the left doesn't celebrate anything enough. Right. Like honest. they're just like, well, that was always normal. I'm glad you guys recognized it. Moving on to the next thing I fucking hate yeah. you for. Right. Like they can't just be happy with some like huge win. Right. 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 I think that's true. It was like, case in point, I got an example is spurred this thought. It was like a month ago that some Democratic staffer was getting butt-fucked on film in the Senate. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, dropped it and moved on. And the left isn't like, ha-ha, ha-ha, that's right, it's normal. Like, they like they should be, like, on Saturday Night Live dunking on that every week. Instead, Saturday Night Live thanked Nikki Haley because they picked on her. Did you see that? I didn't see that, no. Yeah, in the outro where they're, like, thanking all the... They're like, and thanks, Nikki. It was like, for... I'm sorry, what? Oh, and you know what's <laughs> happening next week? Guess who the what's... guest host is next week? Uh, I do not know. Shane Gillis. What's remarkable <laughs> about that? Why are you laughing so hard? What's Shane Gillis' first named claim to fame? Uh, Being fired uh, before ever airing an episode from on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, 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 because they found old clips of literally the things they hired him because of. Right, right. Like, they were like, these are hilarious clips. We should bring this guy on the show. And then people started talking about them and like, no, oh, just kidding. Fire him. I mean, the guy looks like he has high functioning Down syndrome. I'm not like, but, and which is not an insult to Down syndrome people. You all can aspire to being as wildly. Wait, you know, he Shane has Gillis. family that is, right? No. 
I have not <laughs> spent a lot of his time. Acts. I I didn't know that. Yeah, he has that like explains a... why Fritz didn't laugh when I said that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes, yeah, he he has. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, cousin. Oh, wait, hold on. So, I thought he was just Irish. No, <laughs> he's got that big round face. I thought it was Irish. God damn it! No, he literally has he has family that uh, are. Uh, have have that yeah but either you do or you don't right like you don't have like a touch of that right it's not like autism where you can be like i mean touch is an odd word to use but uh, okay it's a literally you have like a missing chromosome to have our um downs right yes yes that's not the same thing they used to say touched back in the day oh that's right okay i thought you meant a different version i moved on no 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 hey can we talk about our much anticipated and listeners thank you Thank you, Eric, for understanding when we asked for this. We've been asking for your cock ratings on this show yeah. for a few months, ever since we heard how George Santos was doing that. So, um, listeners, if you have firearms you're proud of, send in a picture of them, and we will do a cock rating here on the show. Do we have a, uh, a scale? Like a do we, one to do we five? Have, uh, I think we should go one to five, yeah, because we can always do half points if we oh, want. I like one looking. to five. That's a good looking cock. That's right a good there. looking cock, right? It's <laughs> it's nice. It's long and it's um so it's a shotgun. And mm-hmm. I'd say the shaft is a good diameter without yeah. being too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not you're not overcompensating. Although it does have a lot of like features on it that definitely sure. look um spoiled kind of it's not spoiled isn't the right word, but you know what I mean, right? I mean you're gonna notice it when it's in in the room. Yeah. Oh shit. He had his shells loaded the right way, and I so okay. So these are great. I need to text him right away so he doesn't change things. Um, <laughs> just noticed in your cock picture. No, hold on, let me just do voice to text. Just noticed in your cock picture that you actually have your shells loaded the way I was recommending. Sorry about that, dude. Okay, so um, so it's a it's a Benelli shotgun. Let's see, I got specifics here. So, oh, is that it, Italian? It's it is Italian. Oh, <laughs> it must I like be. That. It's important. Like nice Trump would make doctor. it 10% more. <laughs> Trump's going to make your Benelli shotguns cost 10% extra. Uh, so it's a Benelli M. See that gun grabber, Trump? Uh, Benelli M4 tactical with extended 7 plus 1 tube. So it's an 8 round. Um, it's got a red dot sight on, like a, sh- on a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's aiming. You know. You want to I mean, I be precise. That sounds a little bit more helpful with like hunting. Sure, sure. I don't. I mean, like, I get it. Like, obviously, you hunt with a shotgun. What's like birds? I do like, like the side shell carrier. That's okay, cool. so I have one on my shotgun, and I was worried that he had his loaded with the cat. So, okay, well, let me finish the description. Benelli okay. M4 Tactical with a seven plus one tube, uh, red dot sight, infrared, and strobe light, and side shell carrier. Not a fan of the light. Um, I'm a little bit more okay with it on a shotgun than a handgun. When people have lights on handguns, you kind of have this problem of. Like, look, I'm not saying we're a bunch of fucking idiots. I'm just saying if you're going to make a mistake, this is a bad time to do so. Have you ever had like your keys in one hand and your phone in the other and you like go to open your phone, but you accidentally press the button on your keys or go to open your car and press the button there. But instead you touch the button on your phone. It's a bad example, but you can imagine what I mean by this, right? Like you don't want to get your trigger and flashlight hand confused. So I I don't like having a trigger on the gun and it's kind of similar. Although I guess that could be an argument for having a a flashlight in the other hand too. Uh, But you could just turn the flashlight on. It's always on, but I don't know. I don't, I don't care for that. But okay. um, I also people that are more experienced with this have better application use for that. Um, 
It has a side saddle thing. It's got six rounds over on the side of it. Yeah. And at first, I thought, see, a lot of people will put their rounds in so that the, I guess call it the cap of the shotgun shell, is on the top of that little side saddle. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever reloaded a shotgun while walking, you want it on the bottom so you can just pop it, pick it up, pop it right in, um, which is a skill I recommend everyone acquire. I feel like I'm not a big um, survivalist person, but I like the first time you try to load, a sh- you think this is easy. You're like, yeah, I could have loaded a shotgun a thousand times. I could do it while I'm walking. Just practice that. It's worth the first time. If Should you ever need to while walking, you don't want to be the time you realize that it's more difficult than you mm. thought. Um, I've never tried that. Actually, it, it's, you just kind of put it in the nook of your arm and you just pop it in, or you can pull them down under and just throw it right in the um, receiver. I'm not sure what. That's okay, called. I've definitely it. reloaded a shotgun, but not while moving. It's a fun thing, Alan. Yeah. Um, somebody we know is mm-hmm. finishing up their home range, and next time you come out here, we can have. Oh hell yeah! I'm about to give away something. A local podcaster meetup, hopefully. No, Sweet. I didn't say anything too much. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's Dude, a nice I, cock, man. What did you give this? That's a, a five out of five. I, sure, five out of five. That's a good yeah. cock. Yeah. That's a good cock. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I haven't... Last time, uh, we shot clay pigeons at my dad's place like three years ago, Dude, I want to say. I mean, it's my a favorite while. thing to do. I, I like shooting my handguns at the range, but right. like, it's just a, it, it's just so much fun to shoot tar, uh, clay pigeons. Like, I, I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 My dad has that thing where you throw them out. Like the, oh, yeah. Like the, Wait, the little flinger or like he's got yeah, yeah. a trap? Okay, yeah. No, I like the, the flinger, flinger too. Yeah, that's fun. Because yeah. <laughs> even when you're not shooting, it's kind of fun to throw the clays. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good times. All right, man. Well, we'll go do that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, this is oh, so we're making fun of Trump now. <laughs> Moving <laughs> okay. on from cock ratings. In September, when President Biden was walking the picket line with striking auto workers, Donald Trump hatched a scheme. He held an event in Michigan, far away from the picket line, at a non-union shop called Drake. This. this music's from Sunny, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Enterprises. There, he handed out union workers for Trump signs to the attendees. So these guys got to the They're bottom. They're non-union workers. Yeah, so these guys got to the bottom of it. They turned out that there is some scam that he was pulling that whole time. We all oh. felt like it was – I mean, we've talked about it a few times, like how it's weird yeah, yeah. that he went to a non-union place, but we never dug deeper into it. These guys did. Andes and trashed the union. Your current negotiations don't mean as much as you think. I mean, I watch you out there with the pickets, but – I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. But when these rally goers were interviewed by the press, it turned out these people were not union workers at all. <laughs> Most of them were not even auto workers. They were just random Trump supporters, pretending. Now, new financial disclosures from the Trump campaign reveal that it paid $20,000 for this fake event to the non-union bosses, and then spent a couple hundred bucks on pizza for the attendees. Pizza party. All in all, it was just another Trump scam. Uh, Back in September. Uh, what? Wow. Yeah couple hundred bucks on pizza <laughs> that's wow I, I did not know that uh over here huh huh um <laughs> yeah pizza party though that was nice of him good that's boss nice. he's yeah, yeah. the boss man boss would get you a pizza party um i think we should call when we play this we should call it cognitive dissonance corner and it's okay, fun I it's like... in the second half where i am fully lubed up and having trouble with words like <laughs> cognitive dissonance but i'm nailing it <laughs> Uh, Nailed it. Trump supporter too stunned to respond is the caption. Three democratic policies that you support. Inflation Reduction Act, American Rescue Plan, the infrastructure. When I first saw this, I didn't hear the first part first. I thought this guy's just like going up to Trump supporters, naming things he's proud about Biden for. So the Trump supporter asked him to say three things that you're actually happy about. And he had these ready to go. Law, the PACT Act, the Chips and Science Act. I think it's good that Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. I can go on. No, 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 I I get So... 
maybe including Afghanistan wasn't the best. Yeah, thing. I don't know if that was yeah, great. Sure. Wow. Okay, would you like to talk about the pullout of Afghanistan? Why did you feel bothered that I just listed policies I think are good? Because I think it's great that he lowers prescription drug costs. You don't know enough about those policies. So one of them in the Inflation Reduction Act is capping the cost of insulin for Medicare recipients at $35 out of pocket. So he definitely is explaining how he does know enough about them. But I will say that a lot of the Inflation Reduction Act was just like bullshit things where the money either didn't get spent or got spent on. Like those charging stations that were in it. There was mm-hmm. all these like, oh, remember when I was talking about the um, um, the philanthropists, phil- philanthropists from earlier, how they put too many strings on it and it becomes too difficult to actually achieve what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of the Inflation Reduct- Reduction Act had uh, a bunch of strings on it that made the policies not work. And they had to repeal like it has to be made in America by, by American type stuff from it just to get things to go forward. Um, and you know, well, also because like Canada and Mexico had problems with that. Yeah, also that. Yeah. But like, just keep in mind though that when Biden signed that in like 2021 or 2022, his intention was to go stand in front of all these buildings and bridges in 2024 while he's campaigning, and they didn't do anything with it. Now, hmm. I part of that was the whole like it wasn't really an Inflation Reduction Act; it was an infrastructure bill. But the hot button things was to say pass inflation. Okay, anyways per month and i think that's really good i don't think seniors should be having themselves price gouged now medicare will negotiate drug prices i think that's really good because of joe biden and democrats i think joe biden is an illegitimate president i think the election was stolen and i think he's going to be killed for his treason how about that tell me so totally normal thing to say in response to everything he listed out. Like, imagine me and you, like, like we have disagreements with that kid, and we could have, like, an articulated conversation about it. And then this third asshole joins in and says that. We're like, okay. It's a whole rally. Wow. Of, it's a rally of this? Okay, no. Wherever that is, I'll be elsewhere. Like, yeah. I don't understand why it doesn't turn more people off. Uh, although I have been reading that book, The Constitution of Knowledge, and it makes me very unhopeful. Does it get better? It does. Really? It does. Starts off with the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, it does get better. This I, I, I labeled this clip Trump photos smart Biden college boys low IQ because if you think okay. about college boys typically low IQ. I just wonder too. I mean, how come everybody I know of that went to college is a Biden? Son? This guy looks like Fat Mike with normal hair. Yeah. And I don't understand how everybody is a Biden supporter if you just went to college. So what are they teaching in this college? Are they teaching anything? Stuff like inclusivity and respecting other people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, woke. Yeah, wokeness, yeah. The American president would not be doing what Joe Biden is doing. It's just proof that he's not our president. That's not circular logic. (laughs) Interesting, because when I talk to liberals, they say the same exact thing about Donald Trump. Because they have lower IQ. You think so? I just wondered. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one I can wow. see. Sorry, I play that one too much. Uh, yeah, college uh, boys look. Okay, we're leaving cogn- cognitive dissonance corner. Almost said it three okay. times, couldn't. Um, these guys got to the uh, Tristan Snell, who won't return my calls. Uh, I have asked him repeatedly to come on the show, and now he's getting way too, way too famous. I, maybe he was always way too famous, but I heard him on the Lawfare, and I was like, ooh, uh, look, they're a bigger deal than us, sure. But like, would you come? I didn't pitch it like this, but I was like, I could ask. And then ever since then, he's been on every fucking podcast except ours. Uh, so Tristan Snell, he wrote a book called, um, here's how to take on Donald Trump and win. And he's a lawyer. Um, and he won a case against Trump 
I think he won the case with the Trump University, actually, right? Was that the case? I believe it was, okay. yes. So he's talking about Trump University and how they conned 42 million out of suckers. The case was and how you guys decided to bring it. Yeah, long story short is that Trump University was a basically a wealth creation seminar uh, or you know motivational speaker upsell program wrapped in the gold veneer of the Trump brand. Uh, it was promising during the crash to help people uh, invest in real estate, specifically how to invest in foreclosures and distressed properties, which itself is an interesting thing. They, a lot of the techniques that they were sharing were uh, were basically techniques to take advantage of uh, of people that couldn't make their payments on their houses and so forth and so on. It was actually kind of predatory. That's really sleazy. <laughs> yeah, like we kind of already knew that. Yeah, but so like, this- like, pay me, I'll give you all these secrets. Here's the secret. These people are desperate. <laughs> yeah. More than yeah. predatory, but that's a different story. At the core of it, what they would do is they would say, hey, you're going to come. It's a bait and switch. Hey, you're, we're going to teach you everything you need to know about real estate. Then you'd get to that program that you paid $1,500 for. And they would say, oh, no, 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 no. You're not ready for oh, that. No, you no, need no, a mentor. No, you cannot do that. Now no. we're going to upsell you <laughs> no on a 15000 to $35,000 program. Uh, the Trump elite programs, they had a gold and a silver and a bronze. And then you got to that level and, you know, and there's a lot of scams that work this way, right? You get upsold to like, oh, don't worry. Those- like self-improvement seminars work this way, right? Like you go, it's a free one, see if you're interested. Then you go to the other one, it's like a couple hundred dollars. And then it's like $6,000 for the retreat, you know? Yeah. And then it's like $5,000 for the men's retreat. But they even- tell you, you know, you have to invest in yourself. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, if that's a problem for you financially, then maybe you should do this so it's not anymore. Yes, exactly. Literally- oh, my God. I'm like, like I, I didn't expect you to turn it. Yeah, I, I didn't think my friend had this in him. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're totally right. You know what, Alan? You use all your powers for good, and you know the evil ones. And, you're like, you choose not to touch those, right? Yeah, I choose. Yeah. I choose. I choose. Uh, Wisely. Not violence. Yeah. Yeah secrets we've been promising you those are through the next door you just have to pay one more time so they get through that next door i'm pretty sure this is like four minutes long are we good we're good her cat was named vagina it's the trump that was tim miller that was interviewing him that's the guy uh, from the bulwark yes the other guy that won't come on our show (laughs) all right uh okay that's tristan snell Uh, i was listening to the lawfare podcast when i found this fact out that um when this when Trump's lawyers argued for him in Colorado, they actually put forward a case saying what happened on January 6th does not meet the criteria of a insurrection. Mm-hmm. And then they proposed a better definition of an insurrection, which is totally different. Yeah, my, my favorite uh, argument from the, the Trump legal team in Colorado was that January 6th wasn't an insurrection because an insurrection has to be over four hours and in more than one building. And Alan, I, I've watched enough TV ads to know that if your insurrection lasts for more than four hours, call a physician. Yeah, you need to see a doctor It's yeah, called a priapism. <laughs> All, right. All right. I don't remember hearing that. That's funny. I know. I, I know. It slipped through the cracks. Um, so to speak. Yes. So this is, this next clip is uh, Sloppy Dawn. This is more Sloppy Dawn. We're getting back to Sloppy Dawn. If I say person, woman, man, camera, TV, Alan... <laughs> that's the the IQ test that Trump, you know, just nailed. So nailed. that's his. It's not his IQ test. Cognitive, it's cognitive a cognitive ability. test, and it's called yes. the Mocha test. So Montreal 
mm, cognitive. Uh, <laughs> oh, Montreal cognitive assessment. See, I could pass. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. So there, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, can you click on that? Uh, that link right there in the sheet and pull up the, the, if you're looking at that, it'll do better and I'll talk about it. So here's the original clip. If you joined the show and weren't paying attention to politics in 2020, <laughs> um, Trump had a cognitive assessment done because people were saying this guy shouldn't be in power. He's like, I'll prove them. We'll go get the authority on this. And then he went on Fox news with an interview and was like, here's an example of one of the questions and here's how I nailed it. And in his example of answering it, he says this, I'll play it first. There actually is. And he named it, whatever it might be. And it was 30 or 35 questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult, uh, like a memory question. It's, uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. Now, he put pauses there like he was thinking. But remember, he's on a TV set or he's on right. a, a shoot. So there's probably a woman there. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Other than that, there are persons, women, man, three of the same thing, right? Camera. A camera and a TV, two of the same thing. Mm. I bet you when they do a cognitive test, they don't have three. This isn't like that multiple choice tricky one that I was talking about earlier. Like they don't give you three of the same thing. They give you five different things and see if you can remember them. It doesn't help if they're all yeah. the same. You'll remember that more likely, right? So, okay, give him the benefit of the doubt. Say he's making this shit up on the spot, right? So that's the whole person, woman, man, camera, TV. Uh, let's hear a little bit more. Oops. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. If you, okay, now he's asking you other questions. Other questions. I'm only playing this because I want you to remember all these details of him telling the story. Because okay. nobody's asking this, and he brings this shit back up last week. And then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, they say, remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question. Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. If you get it in order, you get extra points. Do you, can you just can you put yourself in the shoes of someone bragging about this? By the way, <laughs> I can try. Sure. Yeah. No, really? Like I could not, not imagine really, no. being like, you know what? I did a cognitive test. Bring me, bring me a news crew. I need to tell them how good I did on this fucking person, woman, man, camera. Yeah, yeah. I really nailed it. That was the, you know. All right. So feel last, pretty good about myself. So last week, like you should be ashamed, right? Like you should certainly be like, you don't need to bring attention to it. And then when you prove it, you don't just prove how easy it is right okay sure yeah. I, I have minimal functionality um <laughs> like that's that's what you win when you when you argue that right like that's right, why right, you don't right. argue that is my point um okay so here's him last week yeah it's a tough test the first couple of questions are easy like they'll have a lion a giraffe a whale and a shark and they'll say which one's the lion okay that's and not that's all the press covered the first question. that's so so look 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 I wouldn't be saying this if he didn't draw attention to it, right? Like, I don't have Trump derangement where he lives rent-free in my head on all this shit. He's bringing this shit back up, and he's not using the same example, which proves what I said earlier, that he was naming things in the room. Fine. No big Also, yes. why be proud that you could name the lion? That's what, I was, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> now, you got that test in front of you. Look about halfway do. down the sheet of the Montreal. You Listeners, you can look up the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. Um, there's a standardized sheet of it. About halfway down, there's some animals there. Are any yeah, of those uh, here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him say it. And they'll say which one: a lion, a giraffe, a whale, and a shark. Are any of those a lion, a giraffe, a whale, or a shark? Or person, women, man, camera, or TV? Because give him. The uh, there's one that's a lion. Okay. 
So, Mr. I've got the best brain and brags about it, I would think would remember it, even if it was four years later. Like, I remember personally. A a rhino and a camel. Yeah, that's not. Yes. And they'll say, which one's the lion? And that's not a question, right? That's not. So now he's not remembering the test well. Which right. is demerits towards the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm like, look, dude, look. I, I don't think we should all like not go out and vote for him because of this. I'm just saying, like, he's asking for this. This is what you get when you do that, right? I know it doesn't make me look good, but come on. Okay, and that's all the press covered. The first question. They didn't cover the last question. Multiply four thousand seven hundred. They only covered what you fucking talked about, which was first of <laughs> man camera TV. So then he starts talking about how good he is at math in his head. Thirty-three, multiply times seven, divide without paper and pencil. By the way, divide it by four, add up another thirty-seven and a half point five. I remember that. What- Alan, you have the test in front of you. Is there a math question like that? Take your time. I'm going to keep playing it. Look, just take your time and check if there's a math question like that. Question number: How many people in this room could do it? Not too many, or they'd give you six names in a row. I took a lot of heat on this. They give you six names in a row at the beginning. Sir, I'm going to give you six names. Good. They look at them. A chair. A hat. I thought it was a, a giraffe. A necklace. And they vote. Those things. We're going to give you six things. And I said, <laughs> They're clapping. What's going on. Can you rename them? So I name them. Then they go back. And if you can do it in order, that's even better. I do them <laughs> in order. Better. Perfect. Then they come back to you 30 minutes later at the end. Last question. They say, what were those six things? That There aren't too many people. And I get, they laughed. Everyone said, oh, that's so easy. There's only about uh, 2% of this room can do it. But I did it. 2%. I did it very easily. But I got mocked. They said, oh, that's so easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's Go home not. and try doing it, okay? Go home. So I took a cognitive and <laughs> All right. Were any of those questions about math even on the question on the test? No, you have to repeat numbers in order, but there's not a math. Question so, like so there wasn't a point five. He remembers that, Alan. There wasn't. There was not. Okay. All right. not look, 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 look. Like I can go down one avenue with this, and it's this petty. It's the same thing that a lot of people on the left do, where they're like, "Look, at this R word. He shouldn't be president." Like, well, they wouldn't say that word, but um, the, there's another way I'm going with this, which is okay. This is textbook narcissism. This is you. You should see this behavior from someone, and red flags go off and say, "Look, no matter what, I'm not voting for that guy." You know, like hundred percent. Okay, and it doesn't mean you have to like the other vote. Like I'm, I'm. I mean, you could also not vote, right? That's always on. Not choosing to not partake is a vote. It's is saying a I don't like the options you're giving me. I'm not going to be a fucking part of this. Somebody else can choose sure. this, and I'm fine living under that. But I won't sign off on bullshit. Indeed. All right. Uh, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Can't, I can't <laughs> believe that we're talking about that. He did that. Nobody else brought that back up. No, he, oh. <laughs> he put it back in the zeitgeist. All right. Sloppy Don. Sloppy. Sloppy, Sloppy Don. Natasha was so bent out of shape over that, by the way. She's like, next time you should tell she them that I was messing say. with you. I'm like, I thought it was implied. She, did it sound like? I even said that I liked it when she's feisty like that. And yeah, you was, did. She was so feisty when I got home. And I was like, well, thank <laughs> you for listening, first of all. All right. Actually, she said a bunch of other advice about that, but I don't remember. It was just in one ear out the other. Typical, you know. I right. appreciate the listen. Here's Sloppy Don. Uh, they uh, were interviewing him two weeks ago, and they said, uh, what would you advise President Obama? The whole world seems to be exploding. And he said, it's very simple. 
He should immediately resign, and they should replace him with President Trump, who kept the world Maybe safe. Maybe I don't remember who they were interviewing, but it wasn't Obama, because Obama <laughs> isn't the reason that everything's going bad right now. He meant to say Joe Biden, but he called him Obama. He called him Obama, okay. He also said that that person said that Biden should resign, and they should replace him with President Trump, which is not the way the order of things are. He's skipping over his boy, Mike Johnson. You don't want to speak oh, of the House. Oh, there is that. Over, right? line, yeah. Yeah. They should, he should immediately resign and be re- replaced by somebody outside of the administration. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Uh, perfect sense, Donald. Perfect yep. sense. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, that's an old clip of him. I'll skip it. It's going to be a long show. Uh, he's, on, he's on like Fox talking about how, well, fine. Here, if I'm going to talk about it, might as well play it here real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay. Same thing with the unions. That's right. They get their little 5%. They get another 2%. They get another 3%, 4%. Then all of a sudden, they're making more money than the people that own the company. Same thing with the unions. That's right. They get their... This is relatable, right? <laughs> he looks fat also, in this. His face looks fat, doesn't it? It does look a little fat. Maybe he lost uh, weight when he got older. Also, that's not how math works. If you have a percentage of profit, uh, if it's less than 100%, you can't make more than the profit oh that's so, a good point i did make more than my boss one year and he got really mad about it though and then i was really? like yeah but we're out to dinner right now and you're paying with the company credit card <laughs> so i think your expenses don't really count which is a large part of where my fucking money goes and why i couldn't buy a house in california all right um lost i'm lost oh right here um here is um oh, bolton. yeah the walrus man uh john bolton on Fox, I don't know, News Nation, uh, talking about the way uh, the rest of the world sees America, uh, well, sees Trump. Well, I think uh, the hard men of history, like Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping, uh, understand what their job is for their respective country. I don't think Trump understands what the job of the presidency is for ours. And I will say, having been in the room with him uh, in meeting those people, uh, having listened in on his phone conversations, uh, I don't think they uh, are really friendly with Donald Trump. I think they think Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un and others, they think he's a laughing fool. And they're fully prepared to take advantage of him. Trump's self-absorption makes it impossible for him to understand that. So I- huh? You know, Lenin. No, it's not the one. Uh, this one. I mean, I was a businessman doing business. There we go. Also, remember, he only hired the very best people, yeah, and, yeah. and now that's what pe- people he hired are saying about him. Yep, yeah, which is the scary flip side of that is when he's back in power, he will only have the worst of the bottom of the barrel that will do whatever he <laughs> Yeah, not exactly the best and brightest yeah. lining up for that administration. Yeah, uh, but they will be loyal, which is the most important thing to him. Mm. Um, okay, let's make fun of the right here. So we haven't talked about funding the government or any of these important things that uh, seem to take a back burner to the fact that immigration is coming through illegally in a way that is completely predictable and not at all different than it's been for the last eight years. Um, So part of the deal with that was that they have something invented by Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, called a laddered CR. Most people would call that a staggered CR, and a CR is continuing resolution. Now, the fact is, he couldn't just call it a continuing resolution, because the reason he has his job, Mike Johnson, is because Kevin McCarthy was fired after agreeing to a continuing resolution, 
and his own party revolted and kicked him out. So Mike Johnson got to the point where he couldn't negotiate with these people, his people, mm-hmm. and because they keep in mind, they have a majority. So with a majority, they can't figure out a way to fund the government without having right. a continuing resolution involved, which basically means we'll get to, we'll get a payment plan. We'll get a payment <sighs> plan on working out our budget for the next year. Right. Which two months. And we're going to separate second, it out. So it's second month into the year. And instead of having just a regular continuing resolution where we'll get a, a, a payment plan, we're going to. We don't even have a payment plan. We're just going to kick the can down the road. But we're going to say we're going to not just have all of it go through. It's not going to be all 12 months at once, which has been the problem. We're going to do the first four months and then the first four, then the next four months and the next four months. That's his plan, which honestly, a latter continuing resolution, as I just described, just sounds exactly like doing what they're supposed to do, which is pass a monthly one every month, mm-hmm. but with more steps involving doing it in the next year. Like, if you do this over a long enough timeline, we're paying for 2023 and 2025, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. You conceivably can't go past a year on this, right? But they haven't made any progress, and we're already into February. So here is Mike Johnson talking about that process and a little bit. This has been the habit here for for decades now, for a long time, as long as I've been in Congress and before, where the Senate jams the House right before the Christmas holiday with a giant bill that's thousands of pages long that very few people have read and spends, you know, last year $1.7 trillion, adding $100 billion in new spending, just sprinkling that on top. That is no way to run a railroad. And so this innovation, this laddered CR that we're doing, prevents that from happening. And I think we'll have bipartisan agreement that that is a better way to do it, to have the actual appropriations process i began that immediately no the actual appropriations process is to do this within the calendar year that you're in yes that would be the actual appropriations process you run that and also when he says that's what they did last year well who was in charge then (laughs) (laughs) was that kevin or was that under nancy yeah okay yeah right yeah exactly um that's funny i didn't catch that before (laughs) because you know what i was thinking about the fact that they they said they won't make this budget um, unless they can get, no, no, no. they won't set up, um, they, they, won't, they, they were, they were going to delay agreeing on these budgetary issues un- until there's a border deal in right. order. And, and that will be tied up with Ukraine and Taiwan and Israel funding. Yes. And then the Biden administration said, okay, here's our border proposal. I don't have it. Do you have it? Do you have any, like, broad strokes? I know, for one, it was, like, when Obama tried to shut down the border because we had too many illegal crossings, the Supreme Court said that's presidential overreach. Then Trump Mm -hmm. did it anyways, and the Supreme Court didn't stop him. And then now Biden's saying, I'm not going to do that. We didn't like when Trump did it. And you already told my old boss that we couldn't do that. So (laughs) they they, now, if they write it into law, it won't be unconstitutional, I guess. So they are proposing in this bill, this border bill, that the president will have the authority to close down the border if there's a certain threshold of crossings at, in a month or something, right? Right. Also, there was an increased funding for increased for funding to CBP. process people to yes. actually accommodate the influx right. of people that are showing up there. So very reasonable things, right? So that's right. being denied. That's that's what's passed. Likely might not even pass the Senate. Honestly, that's what's being proposed in the Senate. Mike Jones, not nah, damn it. Mike Johnson has already said that that's dead on arrival in the house. Now, remember the reason they're focusing on the Democrats just said, here, here's a proposal. You want this in order for Israel and Taiwan and Ukraine to get funding. Here's a proposal. Um, you're saying we're feckless on this. Here's, here's, here's something, do something. They said, no, 
we won't do that. And also, we won't fund Ukraine and Taiwan. And also, we will fund Israel. They found $17.6 billion in the House to okay for Israel, even though they said they wouldn't have any foreign war fundings until they, because they're so principled about the fucking border that they need to have the president focus on that because it's a campaign stop issue for the, for the guy they want to be in president. And, said, when he, yes. and when he tries to do it, they say no and no Ukraine, but yes, Israel. The yes. one that is questionably the most like, maybe they can fight this themselves. Ukraine, it was like, you're going up against the entire Russian government, the entire Russian military. Hamas is the Ukrainians in terms of like their ability to defend themselves without U.S. support in the story right. versus Israel. Israel can manage to get by. Maybe. Now, now, unless it goes hot in the whole region, in which case we're going to have to fucking back them up, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, we don't fight. Like, like, that's the one you found money for? You yeah, I mean, also, so they don't want to hand Biden a win on on the border. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when so, you say win, you mean the Vietnamese last name? Sure, sure. But, but I mean, McConnell's outright said that, um, and I think Johnson as well. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to do that. Um, and arguably, like the Israel issue is probably alienating more people in the center from Biden, um, and that's the one they took to fund. Like, like. That's probably the issue that they could run against him on, uh, but they won't do that, obviously. For, yeah, for no, you're right. Um, so having heard that and how there's both sides of the of the house that are kind of like steering how Mike Johnson can can uh, run right. his, his leadership of the house, it reminds me of this clip from last week, which feels a lot better with this context to remind us. But he knows the routine, and the routine is this: one group keeps you angry, another makes the decisions. And if you want to go from one group to the other, your behavior is going to change. The other thing that stands out is that Big Mike says that he was cut out from the uh, Senate bill, and that's why he won't uh, make decisions on it. By the way, did you notice I have appropriated Big Mike to be talking about Mike Johnson? I did. Also, oh, there are you, notes. Sorry. I also noticed you <clears throat> called him Mike Jones earlier. I didn't. Mike Jones, Mike bitch. Mike Jones. Um, okay, so Speaker Johnson claims he was shut out of border deal negotiations with the Senate, but Republican senators say that he uh, declined, actually. Sure. Johnson has complained, including today, that the House was essentially shut out of these negotiations. Langford tonight told me that he, that the senators actually offered Mike Johnson the ability to sit down with senators, be part of these negotiations. He said this was brought to Johnson early on. Johnson said the House has already spoken, referring to that same bill, H.R. Uh, 2, and Johnson was loosely briefed, according to Langford, over the several months of these negotiations. But that doesn't mean this will this will change the inevitable outcome here. Which could, I don't have to hear his reporting on it, but just gotcha, gotcha, bitch, fucking lying. <laughs> no, I mean, it's yeah. not a surprise, but um, no. all right, let's let's move to these quickly. I um, just popping back into Texas a little bit in the border stuff. Okay. Here is uh, why you need to stay in school, just any version of school. Uh, Texas and those 13 original colonies would have never signed the treaty that formed the first constitution of the United States. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, the Nina, the Penta, and the Santa Maria. That's not, that's not the colonies. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, no comment needed. Really yeah, on that. Don't, yeah, this is more of a palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, here's uh, yeah. darling Nikki talking about bombing Iran. Also, time to hit Iran. 
Now's the time to hit their leaders. It's different. Don't go and bomb the country. What about their infrastructure? The infrastructure in Iraq and Syria. You start with that first. You do the sanctions and you take out a couple of their leaders. That's the way in you their start. Look at her. Do you see her face when she's? This is when she gets the wettest. Like, like just. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of things about her that's like, yes, this would be the more preferable non, like, I hate to say professional because I hate the way that would be misconstrued. But, like, this this, this would be even-keeled leadership, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to right. Donald Trump as the loose cannon, right? And sure. Joe Biden being, you know, <laughs> out to lunch. So, like, with her, you're like, oh, yeah. I, I might not like a lot of your policies, but competence and you're not going to, oh, no, all the war. In their, if they're in their country or you do like Soleimani when they left the country, you figure out where they are. Our special operations can do that. And then you take them out. That- the thing is, if she said this differently and more slowly and less like bloodthirstily, I think she mm-hmm. has a point. But when she's just like, no, 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 oh my God, I've been waiting for someone to ask me this. Okay, so here's <laughs> what you, really you get excited. them. The second they leave their country, that's what you get. That's what you get them. And just like Soleimani, just like Soleimani, again, yes, oh my God, yes. That will send a message. We've got to do this immediately. You're saying now. Okay, all right. No? <laughs> Former ambassador to the UN? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's perfect sense. Yeah, oh uh, my God, where will I get it? Here it is. No! There. <laughs> <laughs> I had black friends growing up. All right. <laughs> you know how like Republicans always vote against policies and then stand in front of the big cut uh, ribbon cut uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. Oh yes, you they know, celebrate the actual. All right, fine here effect, but here. yes. You were at FIU and you presented a check for six hundred fifty thousand dollars to help small businesses at FIU, but you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for. And this guy Jim DeFede, Jim D E F E D E. There's some fucking okay. balls underneath that panis. Yes. Yeah. Handed really? and had a photo op. The Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. Right? You voted against that bill. I, I Right now, you have to give me more details, but I do know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to my constituents, I do so. I well, just you remember, four, you, I just did four hundred thousand dollars. But look, well, let's you, go. but you voted against you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I, right now I need to I need to ask my staff. But you know, what do no, we look you, at you the forty million dollars that a, I have brought? Would you, Alan? The, can I just ask you this, unrelated to anything here? Would you vote for someone that couldn't remember the things that were important <laughs> enough to them to vote on? And if they use the excuse of "I vote on a lot of things," would that be good enough for you, or would you expect uh, a leader that would have the ability to recall it because it mattered to them as much as it matters to you? I absolutely would expect. And if that's too high of a bar, yeah, that's the point. That's that's the point. That's, They're supposed yeah, to be refined that. up. The cream rises to the crop, not whoever can win the culture war. This community. No, what's, what's, aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the $40 million but that how I much, brought? But how aren't you proud me? that I wrote the Dignity Act? Haven't I, you, let's talk about the Americas Wait, Act. wait, wait a second. Mark, aren't you proud me, One second. Tell me. The money that you talk about, the $40 million. That- this is an upset Cuban mom. I this like is, it. This is uh, you do? Yeah. No, I, I, oh, okay. I like him going after I do, too. I do, too. This is South... South Florida um, CBS News. You bring back to the district. Sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami. 
right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party-line votes. That was, I think, last cycle. I cannot really remember right now. Just look look at the America's Act, which is what what I'm going to do. So you don't want to explain why you vote against I mean, right now, and I'm not trying to be a politician, there's so many bills that I've introduced that I know that many of them have been. voted against. That I understand. But it's, okay, sometimes I vote and sometimes I don't. But listen. Sometimes I vote, sometimes I don't. I'm making the meatball. Let's look at the positive. Let's look at the $40 million that I brought and let's look at the... She's not Italian. And that was inappropriate to me. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I vote. Sometimes, sometimes I don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you want from me? Eh? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I've had enough of this. Let's make fun of the left. Um, okay. So, you know, we don't play enough bad clips of this lady. I really got to say. Like, maybe it's just I don't want to be too misogynist or maybe xenophobic. Uh, and and maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a conversation to be had about uh, her riding the coattails of that. Because all I ever see is bad press from her. Have you ever seen a good news story about Ilhan Omar? Mm. And now I get it. Like she is a magnet for it, right? It's like she's sure. in the she's in the squad or something, right? Yeah, the AOC. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like even with AOC, like mainstreamers are like, oh, she worked with Dan Crenshaw or somebody on that one thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. what's... She seems to be pretty polarized, yes. Well, I, I, I don't know what you say to people who say that she's loyal to another nation when she says, like, here, I'll play the clip, I'll play the clip. In our oh, Jesus Christ, I, I forgot this is subtitles. All right. <laughs> So she refers to the president of Somalia as our president. She says, we have a special relationship. I call him uncle and he calls me his girl. Somalia is our home. It is our heart. We always think about Somalia. Now, she's clearly speaking another language. So she's speaking to speak to people, uh, they're immigrants from that country. But right. w- you, I lump this in the same corner as that guy that we like, Justin, is it Jones? or the, the So the guy in Tennessee... He um, was asked to give the Pledge of Allegiance before the assembly here in Tennessee mm-hmm. last week and refused to do it. And, you know, like, I don't know, I, I've worked at a company that after um, per- Trump got elected, decided to start making us say the pre- ple- pledge, in, pledge, ooh, pledge of Allegiance. I remember you talking about that, yes. At, at company meetings. And I was like, yeah. I'll stand, but like, I'm not not reciting your chance. Yeah. Like, and like, I doesn't even have anything to do with my opinion of this country. I'm not going right. to, because you asked me to just like give a loyalty pledge right here on the spot. Like that's a weird thing to do. You work for the government, Justin. Like <laughs> you, you, if there's a fucking place where it's actually worth doing it. And I, and I don't even want to make the argument for it being something that you should have to do. But if there's yeah. a place where it's like, just fucking do it, it's the place where you give an oath to office on a fucking Bible, and then you go there and make decisions about the government that you, I hope you're loyal to. So I feel like this is sort of adjacent to that. Like, I get that she's talking to immigrants, she's speaking in that language, and like, I, I don't even want to be negative in that way on that. But saying things like, we have a special, special relationship with him, I call him uncle, he is our president, like... 
you should yeah, know better. Much. You should you should just know better. That should never be words that come out of your mouth. And it doesn't mean that your your speech isn't being violated or restricted. It just means I don't want to vote for someone who doesn't have the good sense not to fucking say that. Right. Now, now at the same time, she represents a district, and if that district is mostly people that think like her, that's exactly how our politics are supposed to work. Indeed, right. indeed, it is an odd thing to hear a member of Congress. Yeah, say, though. yeah, yes. All right. Um, I got uh, Joy Reid. Uh, with they didn't turn her microphone off when they started playing a clip on MSNBC. So Joy Reid, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners probably don't watch cable news. She's a MSNBC host. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. My if that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. Oh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Alan, did that I, make it onto your... Uh... I didn't know. No. 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 Wasn't I'm not that. a huge fan of hers. Because uh, she's black, Alan? That's a little racist. <laughs> no. Um... So she came up as sort of a uh, uh, a disciple of Rachel Maddow, I guess. Ah. Um, and, oh, was she like one of the guest hosts? That ended up yeah, yeah. Kinda? And okay. she only recently got her own show. No, after... she's had her own show since like 2020. No, a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, the readout. Um, but I did not I did not catch that clip. No, that's hilarious. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Starting another fucking war. <laughs> Live on the news, man. Nation, national television. Oh, God. Um, let's play this clip of Biden. Uh, should we all be so lucky to live long enough to be our own enemy? So here's mm. a clip of Biden in December 2007, while Bush was president. And I want to make it clear, and I made it clear to the president, that if he takes the nation to war... This is while he's running for president. In, so this is while he was campaigning uh, in Iowa for the... 20, 2008 Iowa caucus because he was a uh, uh, he became vice president because he dropped out early and and Obama picked him so picked him, this okay. is while he was running for president in 2007 there's an Iowa caucus thing in the background Got and it. I want to make it clear and I made it clear to the president that if he takes the nation to war in Iran without congressional approval I will make it my business to impeach him Eliminate Hamas. Yikes. Hey, yeah. Yeah. So live long enough, you become your own enemy, right? <laughs> I tell yeah. you, man, like, <clears throat> it's an easy out. You just give it to Congress and they could say no. You could put it on Congress. I mean, technically, that's how it's supposed to work. I mean, yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't take that as a win. I I agree. I agree. So uh, in the big national divorce news, no, I'm not talking about the euphemism that people on the right use for the Civil War that we fear is coming. No, <laughs> the national divorce. It's the divorce between uh, Fonnie Willis's boyfriend and his uh, ex-wife. Yes. So over the weekend, it, you know what? I want to give people that say that the uh, liberals run the media a lot of credit here, Alan. Um <laughs> The big story in Donald Trump's maybe getting out of the Georgia lawsuit is that the prosecutor may or may not have had a relationship with uh, someone she hired and maybe have benefited from that relationship. That's And maybe she'll recuse herself and potentially that would get the case thrown out. Mm -hmm. Seems like big news when that person makes a statement over the weekend. Um, I'm guessing this is the first time you've heard about this on uh, 1030 on Monday evening. Mm -hmm. It is. Do you know her statement? 
No, I don't think I do. It feels like news. A big headline out of Georgia. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis now acknowledges she did have a personal relationship with the special prosecutor in former President Trump's election case in Georgia. Steve Harrigan is live in Atlanta. Atlanta, sorry. (laughs) More more legal drama. I'm going to have to hear the rest of that. Um, that's the first time I've seen a picture of the guy that she's been banging. Wait, wait hold on. I <laughs> banging. Um, I mean, I think that she'd already t- sort of telegraphed that that was the case um, in that speech she gave at the church a couple weeks ago. So feels I had, newsworthy. Yeah, I, while I hadn't uh, seen that particular clip, um, I'm not surprised by it. I think there's a a hearing February 15th. I want to say mm-hmm. um, in front of uh, McAfee. Um, where she's supposed to talk about that. So we'll see what comes of that. So the only other... So I tried to find clips because I wanted to be able to talk about this. And yeah. when I searched for clips about this, the uh, the ones that would come up were her at that uh, Ebenezer Scrooge church the in church. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't mm-hmm. think it's Ebenezer Scrooge. It's Ebenezer it's Scrooge. Um, and... Um, she was kind of saying like, Hey, I, I think it was the clips from, from a couple of weeks ago that you were talking yeah. about. Did you see the full thing where she's like, they didn't talk about any of the white people I hired. They talked about the one black guy that I hired. Oh, I didn't see that part yeah, actually. I, I, I didn't know that he was black and I didn't see that clip until I was looking for this clip. Interesting. Um, I don't think that matters at all. No, but... I saw the part where she was just saying like, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and that she's was... like talking to God, right? It's like, yeah, Lord, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand is a style. Um, yeah, it's weird that like race is coming up into it, but I, so what's the thing here? She's saying maybe Republicans are singling out the, that it's, she didn't have anything to say. They didn't have anything to say about the white people. It's weird. She said that because she wasn't banging any of the other people. She's the guy. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Banging. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, it feels like she's bringing, I honestly, I, I am, I, I think highly of her because of the style of case that she chose to go with and her tenacity. Like I, I think that it's an impressive case that she's put together. Like I I don't think lowly of her. I have second thoughts on her now because she seems to be going after a weird cultural thing to say that it's about him being black. Like I don't, I can't even put together the argument and can you like, you can't, why is that a valuable piece of data? It's not. It's not. I mean, and they so, certainly aren't singling that out as why. It's the fact that they were banging. Right, right, right. Yeah. So essentially, she's uh, bringing up race where that there's no context for that. Which I feel should be a demerit on your character, right? It certainly impugns your I would agree with that. I I, I look forward to seeing uh, the testimony on the the 15th. I'm yeah. Very yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, let's see yeah, what else yeah. there is instead of church statements and press releases. Sure. Okay, fine. Um, they, so, so they got him, they got him. The, the, the right really got, um, what's his name? Joe Biden. Um, he's, he's lost his fucking mind, Alan. Okay. So he misspoke talking about the French president and he replaced him, his name in a story, which I'm about to play with the president of France from 1981 to 1980, Alan, you of course know that, right? Uh, oh, okay. So maybe no. you should shut the fuck up if you're uh, <laughs> criticizing Biden is to happen to have another name in his head from a long. I time know Macron. Ago. That's all. I yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it starts with an M. Samsonite. Oh. Pled guilty 
You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. What they call, okay. And it was in, it was in the south of England. South and I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, Mitterrand. I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why how, how long are you back for? All right, the rest of this is campaigning. But so he said in the middle of that, you didn't know it. He said Mitterrand, who was the name of, I wouldn't know this either. He was the name of the president of France between 81 and 95. Is it president or prime minister? I thought it was, I guess it's president. Oh, yeah, it's French president. president. Yeah, elections, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I don't know. It seems like a weird thing to dunk on someone about <laughs> to be like, you knew some obscure former French president. Right, right. <laughs> It's also a weird thing to say. Uh, they call it the G7. Like people don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just this little uh, little party we go to. Thing. Yeah, little thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> okay, last clip. This is a clip of the week. Mm. It's not really, but it's the last clip. This is the one I, I have to play it because I alluded to it earlier. That'd be weird. I wrote it. That out. I, I have to read it. Well, I know, but Can I think I, suggest- I think we're going to cut out some of this and have it be Patreon only. So some of you might be joining yeah. us at the end of the culture wars. I did mention that we will be playing this. So here we are. Okay. Um, so I talked about how uh, there is an elected official or a, um, a government official giving a press conference. In this case, it's the Arizona school superintendent. And he was just asked a question about how PragerU, if you remember, PragerU is... Yeah, Dennis Prager... So PragerU made some instru- or educational videos in Florida that were like, slaves actually learned some skills. Uh, right. Christopher Columbus wasn't bad. And so like those types of videos are in the Arizona um, online video catalog affiliated with public schools. And so the Arizona school superintendent was asked questions about that. And he was kind of in a tough spot because that's a tough one to answer. Luckily, this woman was there. Can I suggest that the parents be allowed to actually vet things in the community? Hey, you know what? That's a great idea. CEO of PragerU. <laughs> that the parents be allowed to actually vet things in the community? Instead of, instead of bureaucrats that don't give a rat's ass about our children, how about we allow that? Isn't it wild that the lady that gets to benefit from selling the bullshit on the website that they're asking, hey, is this bullshit or not? I don't really want to, like, push you too far because maybe I agree with you. But, like, is this real or is this bad? Oh, luckily, we have the uh, the, the rep here um, to tell you everything that you need to know about this product. It's going to be just fine. God. Move along. Nothing to see here. You know, it's bad enough when, like, the whole opioid crisis was doctors being basically bought by the reps to push pills, yes. right? Like. Yes. I, I know it's nothing new with government being loyal to lobbyists, but like it's it's um an ongoing epidemic, we should say. <laughs> you can describe it as such, yes, I believe. You know what? This fits. I think this will be my question to end the show. Okay. Um so cognitive dissonance in politics seems to have been a theme in this week's episode. Unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh it really shouldn't be surprising though. Okay. Like to see cognitive dissonance like uh, uh, on the mass level. Have you ever watched 90 day fiance? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> like, that's a hit show for a reason. You just watching it. You're like, dude, come on. Don't, oh, <laughs> don't God. do it. That's what, like, that's just a person. Like, that's just a guy. 
Like that's just a guy in love with a Russian woman. And like, you know, she'll be there, you know, and something happened to her mom and she's going to be there next week. You know, don't worry. Right. It's all gonna and be if fun. it doesn't work out for you, got this girl in Brazil that might want to talk to you. <laughs> all right, man. I'll uh, right. talk to you in a couple of days, man. Hopefully nothing yeah. major happens before we release this. So, <laughs> all right. Anytime cheers, we do fun. it a day earlier, I'm worried about it. Sorry. I, I know. I know. The show. Okay. No, no, <laughs> when a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, my God. Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. So what in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.